We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Milford, out the back, Ponga. Oh, that is silky smooth. Edric Lee over for the try for the Knights. This crowd is back. They're on their feet and their warriors are going to the NBA Finals of Kings. It's all over and Joseph Manu puts it into this contest and the Roosters finally are going to get the victory. Just three years after they were admitted into the A-League, Western United have won the A-League Championship. Absolutely extraordinary. Ryan gave it to Johnston. Alex Johnston goes into the record books. The all-time leading try scorer for the Rabbitohs. And now, overnight scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Good morning everyone, I'm Ray Thomas and welcome to another big three hours of sport. My co-host Dean Ritchie right alongside me and Dino, two year anniversary my friend. Since you joined me, a lot of people would say you've <laughs> you've extended that stay in that seat for a lot longer than most but it's been a good fun two years. I can't believe it's been two years. Good morning Dino. Good morning Ray, good morning everybody. Yet who would have thought two years mm. To survive those knives being plunged <laughs> in my back every second week. It's not true. It's an urban myth, that one. Oh, Shane from Butterham might be listening. He might chime in with something. There's a list of people who have sat in this seat for less than six and months. as I always say, they've gone on to bigger and better things, my friend. So it, all those, it, it awaits you too. It has been great fun though, yeah. Ray. I wouldn't have thought I'd be here for two years, but hopefully a lot longer to come. Yeah, and no. hopefully a lot more laughs and a lot more fun and... Must admit, sometimes you think the early starts is a bugger, but when you're here, isn't it good fun? It's good fun. Yeah. Mind you, when that alarm goes off, it's a bit of a, a drag. Yeah. It does curtail my sneaky beers I used to have on a Saturday, you're but to, that's you're, life, You're allowed right? to have one or two. Yeah, I know, but if I get excited. I do. You, yeah. you can't stop at one I'm or two? I'm excitable. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop at one or two? Well, I find it hard sometimes. Oh. Hey, Dino, it's been a... Big, big weekend already in football. As we go to air, the Champions League final is on and Real Madrid, who have been on the back foot, I've got to say, for most of the match, got a scoring chance and have gone 1-0 up against Liverpool. We're deep into the second half now, so for everyone I know supporting Liverpool in this game, um, I can't quite see how long to go. About 10 minutes, yeah, I think 72 it is. and a half minutes oh, have elapsed, right? Okay, about 20 minutes to go. So Liverpool have been dominating that match, but cannot put the ball into the back of the net. 1-0 up Real Madrid. Plenty of big news on the NRL scene and back to Thursday night, Dino and the Storm back in the winner's list, 28-8 against the depleted Manly. On Friday night, the Panthers 22 against the Cowboys 0. Broncos, terrific second half fight back, 35-24 against the Titans. And last Oh, yesterday, I should say. Warriors, 16. Lost to the Knights, 24. South Sydney, 44 against the Tigers, 18. And the Roosters, very impressive down at Shark Park, 36-16. To the South game, Alex Johnston's hat-trick, Dino. I think you put it on social media last night. Made Alex Johnston South Sydney's all-time leading try scorer with 147 tries. 
going past Nathan Merritt on 146. And, of course, South Sydney, Dino, a foundation club way back in 1908. And the remarkable thing for me is Alex Johnson's only 27. Yeah, extraordinary performance, isn't it, Rafe? A genuinely good bloke, apart from being a wonderful finisher. But as you say, Ray, 147, went past Nathan Merritt. I looked it up last night, Ray. Merritt mm-hmm. scored his tries in 217 games, I believe. And Johnson's on 178. Wow. So yeah. he's well ahead of uh, of Nathan in terms of games. Now, now, Ray, of course, we focus on Kenny Irvine's record, the record that stood for decades, 212. Yeah. So he's only 65 tries behind. He he's averages, 27 years he old, He averages Ray. 20 tries at least a season, doesn't he? So if that's the case, he only needs another three, three yeah. and a half years, and he should do it, provided, of course, he is injury-free. Post-match last night, listening to the Fox Sports commentary team interview Alex Johnson and Benji Marshall gave him a huge rap. He said he's the best finisher he's ever played with or seen in the game. Let's not forget, Ray, and I did a story about this. About two years ago, South told him he can go. Yeah, incredible. He was allowed to walk yeah. out the door. And a young bloke, and I, his name I forget right now, started up a petition. And the fans went berserk. Mm. They signed this petition. We did a big story about it at the time. It went to the South board and it helped coerce them into reversing their original decision. Alex was retained. Thank goodness. Mm. He's a South Sydney player through and through. That's where he should finish his career. But And he came out after the game saying much he loves the club and Absolutely. loves the fans and he wants to stay there. And he always said he wanted to stay there. So. One other thing too about that game, Ray, mm. apart from Alex Johnson, those three tries helped them to a big win. Mm. It was a much, a much needed win. They've just been off the pace a little bit South, but they've just got to hang in there till the yeah. trail gets back. And if Murray's back now. If they can get that full he team makes a together, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and around yeah. You know, July, August, they can make a real run. I think so. so I, I truly believe that. Yeah, with Latrell back there, Murray's such a good player. Absolutely. Back to Friday night, you know, um, Tanya and I went out to, to Penrith to see the Panthers beat the Cowboys 22-0. Just first on the Cowboys, I don't think they're far away, Dino. A couple of like, great Stephen Crichton tackles stopped a try in the first half of the Cowboys. They went close a couple of times. If they had converted those chances, they could have gone into the shed 16-10 down instead of 16-0 down. Even in the second half, they had their opportunities. Their defence was fantastic. But Penrith, so professional, so thorough, and... The more you went into the second half, the more you could sense that the Panthers were doing whatever they could to keep the Cowboys scoreless. But if you're a Cowboys fan, you could take a lot of encouragement from that game. Yeah, most certainly, Ray. Look, you know, Penrith did what Penrith do. They grind away, as you say, so thoroughly and so professionally. I did notice this, Ray. The Cowboys made 425 tackles compared to Penrith's 318. Yeah, it says a lot, doesn't so it? That's yeah. a lot of extra mm. sets of six that you're yeah. having to defend. Reuben Cotter, their lock, made 63 tackles. Amazing, yeah. And Reese Robson and Jeremiah Nano made 51. So I think a lot of juice went out of the Cowboys through defence. But as you say, Ray, look, if I was a Cowboys fan, uh, I wouldn't be too upset coming down to Sydney to play mm. Penrith, the Premiers, out there. Uh, you know, They got beaten. Yes, they got well beaten in the end. It was a shutout, but... Good times lie ahead for the Cowboys this year, no doubt. Exactly. And consider the second half was only 6-0 and Penrith territorially dominated that second half. Hey, Dino, before the game, tremendous scene, emotional scenes. Royce Simmons completed his walk, came onto Blue Bet Stadium there at Penrith, did a lap of honour. Um, there was a good crowd there at about 5 o'clock when Royce arrived. Uh, there was over 17,000 for the game. They are still flooding in when he completed his lap of honour, but... Great scenes, and I think he's raised 
you know, tell me if I'm wrong, about 750,000 or yeah, something. Yeah, I checked It was about 800 rolls total, roughly wow. in that area, which is an incredible achievement. Yeah, look, it's a it's a wonderful um, occasion for Royce to do this. I, I know he's struggling uh, you know, medically, mm. but the way he has brought the rugby league family together, the fraternity, mm. it's been great. And those that have walked riff, uh, with Royce have been wonderful. And the punters have got behind Royce. He's such a lovely bloke. Right. Generally in rugby league, you'll find if you ask 10 people about a person, nine might say good things, but there's always one that finds a fault. But with Royce, human nature, it's 10 nil. Everybody loves Royce. <laughs> there a isn't call. a single syllable out there that's negative toward the great Royce Simmons. Then I did want to ask you about a couple of issues, particularly a couple you've written about in the Telegraph. But firstly, just back to Thursday night, Jerome Hughes back in the number seven positions. And the ship was righted, wasn't it, the storm? 28-8. Uh, they were back to something like their best. Um, it just makes a huge difference having your seven back. Pappenhausen still to come back into that team as well. Yeah, Munster was the standout too down there, Ray. I thought he was absolutely uh, brilliant. Scored a try in each half. Uh, he set up another. He's been a little bit patchy, I guess you could argue, in recent weeks. But with him back to form, uh, Harry Grant, of course, uh, didn't play. Mm. He's to come back. Pappenhausen's to come back. And they'll be there again. Yeah. <laughs> It happens every year with Melbourne Storm. We know what we get every week. Uh, it was a glitch two weeks in a row, but Manly were disappointing. Certainly, we know Tom Trebojevic. I get it, Ray, but mm. you know they're going to have to learn to play without Tom, to live without Tom. And we said it last week. To me, it just feels like that the air gets let out of Manly tyres when Tom yeah. goes down, and the whole club seems to deflate. Mm. And they've got to learn to try and get around this because yeah, their season loss. is sliding away, yeah. sadly. Speaking of Manly, you did write a comment piece, a powerful comment piece in the paper on Friday morning dinner, by memory. Yes. Uh, or was it Saturday? Read Des Hasler. Prompted a bit of bit of, uh, bit of, of talk. <laughs> Take us through it. Yeah, I, I wrote a piece, Ray. The gist of it is, without going into all the details, that I just I find it difficult to digest that coaches are told to go before press conferences, and if they don't go, they are fined. So they must front up post-match to front the media, but they cannot be overly critical mm. of referees. And my comment piece suggested that they're told to go, but they can't tell the truth. Mm. They can't say what they want to say. It was a powerful piece. I spoke to Andrew Abdo twice yesterday. He rang me. He obviously was upset. I'm not going to go into details of what was said between Andrew and I, Ray, because those conversations we agreed would be would enough. remain private. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, but he wasn't happy. And I explained my side of it. He explained his. I guess we agreed to disagree in the end. Andrew is trying to look after the game and the integrity of the referees. I understand that. But my theory is a coach is told to front up. And if he's told to front up, I think he should, in a democratic country, be allowed to condemn those that make mistakes in games. What about, though, the issue when a referee's integrity is brought into question. And I think that's where the NRL do step in. Uh, I, I know it's a fine line. It comes a judgment call. When are you actually questioning a referee's integrity? If you're criticising them, are you questioning their integrity? It's up to um, your interpretation of that of that individual piece that you wrote. But I can certainly see, and I'm sure you'd understand, if a referee's integrity is directly questioned, the NRL has to come down, don't they? You're right what you say, Ray, in terms of, uh, the interpretation. Mm. See, the NRL interpreted Dez's comments as being 
just that. Yeah. Where you speak to Des, he says, no, I, I didn't go anywhere near that. So difficult. So yeah. you've got to go through and dissect the exact comments and then it becomes a bit grey. Mm. It's difficult on everyone's behalf. Yeah. Uh, I did notice, though, in Buzz's column this morning, Phil Rothfield, and we'll ask him about it later, that the manly chairman, Scott Penn, has come out saying that Des must learn to refrain from criticising referees. Mm. It's a real moot point, Ray, but my, my theory is, Ray, that, you know, referees aren't koalas. You know, yes, we all make mistakes, but if they make mistakes, I think they should be uh, open to as much ridicule as a player. Mm. And you and I in the media, we make mistakes, we get our backside kicked. Yeah. I just don't think that they should have a rails run. But look, Andrew Abdo spoke very well when I spoke to him. He says that the referees are constantly scrutinised and their performances are reviewed every week and uh, I have to respect that. I do want to ask you another issue, just quickly, another update. Um, still 1-0 Real Madrid in front of Liverpool and the Real Madrid goalkeeper. He is letting nothing past. He's having a super game. Dino, That's the a great point, Ray. <laughs> the pain Haas situation. Now, we were driving home from the Panthers game on Friday night, listening to the first half um, of the Titans-Broncos game, where the Titans were right on top, and Payne Haas was getting repeatedly booed every time he touched the ball. That continued for much of the second half, even though he was certainly part of that terrific Broncos revival, 35-24. You, you take on the Payne Haas situation. And just for our listeners who may not know, just the background too, Dino. Yeah, Payne Haas has got another contract, or a contract rather, until the end of 2024. He wants to go and test himself on the open market right now. Ray, I, I, I just can't get my head around these situations with players these days. There's obviously no honour, there's no integrity left in the game. He signed a contract for another two and a half years. He has to honour that. For he wants an upgrade, does he? He wants payment. an upgrade. Mm. He has to honour that for himself, Ray. He has to honour that for his fans, for the club, for his teammates. Mm. They'd won five in a row yesterday. The revival in Brisbane is on. Mm. And the day before the game, this is what happens. Mm. I thought it was terrible. Look, he's a nice young bloke, Payne. I've met him a few times. Could so it be his management doing it rather than Payne? Yeah, Hansel, whether there's yeah. Uh, other people in his ear. But he's on about $750,000 a year. Yeah. He thinks he's worth more. But that's a hell of a lot of money for a young bloke. You know, he wants a million dollars, but he's going to have to wait till his contract expires and then he can go and test himself. You can't just walk out mid-contract, Ray, mm -hmm. because you think you're playing well and you're worth more money. Is it in reverse? What happens if Payne Haas gets paid a million and gets injured? Yeah. Can the club then say, okay, well, let's reverse this. You can now point. pay us money, some uh, pay us back some money. Yeah, that's a good point. Because... You're not giving us value now. So yeah. it goes both ways, Ray. But the honour in the game is just going, and it, it's it's very sad for me. No, really good point. Hey, Dino, Jesse from Albion Park has chimed in. Hey, Bulldog and Ray, any knowledge of who will be in the Blues team named later today? I know you've done your homework overnight, Dino, and you've got potentially a Blues team and also a Queensland team as well for Origin 1. Yeah, this is the team, uh, Jesse, that, I would pick. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this will be the team. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, Jesse, the side will be announced about 6.30 tonight. New South Wales side, yep. Yep, mm -hmm. and Queensland will be tomorrow morning. Yep. Uh, I understand uh, that the team will be picked in alphabetical order, which is a little bit different to normal, mm. uh, and they'll wait for the full-time at Canberra, Parramatta Canberra this afternoon. Hope you've got your team in positional order. So I do. Well, right, I've, got around this. I've got Tedesco, Toto, yep. Stags, Crichton, Addo, Carl, Luai, Cleary. Good back line, yep. Mm. And then I've got Haas, Cook, Paulo, uh, Crichton, Murray and Yo. Mm -hmm. And then I've got Finucane on the bench somewhere with 
Kalamatangi maybe, Campbell Gillard, Jake Trebojevic, Jack White. No, no Nico Hines on the bench? At the moment, I, I went yeah. for a, a Jack White as the utility. And over there at Queensland, Ray, yep. again, not the official side, but my side would roughly be uh, Ponga, Cobbo, Gagai, Holmes, Coates, Munster, Cherry Evans, and then a pack of Papali, Grant, Big Tino, Catewell, Kafusi, and Arrow, and a bench something like Collins, Hunt, Jeremiah, Nanai, and I still do like David Fafita with yeah. maybe Reese Walsh Impact player in and around Fafita. the 18th mm. man. So, look, I'll tell you what, Ray, mm. the Queensland side's been a little bit down in recent years, albeit they won the 2020 series, but... That's a very, very strong Maroon side. Any team with Munster in it, you've got to respect. Hey, Dino, this is from Glenn, your very, very busy agent. Good morning, Ray Bulldog and Tanya. Congratulations, guys and girl, on your two-year anniversary. Given past track records, maybe Bulldogs home and away should get more serious in getting you that full-time gig at Summer Bay. We don't want to let Dino go too early. And this one's from Brad from Broadbeach, Dino. Morning, Ray and Dean. Congratulations on two years, Dino. You will always be much loved up here north of the border with your wonderful assessment of Queensland being the worst team in origin history. Can you throw one out another one today, Brad, <laughs> this year will be the greatest Queensland side <laughs> in origin history. They're back. The best ever. They're back, baby. The hey, best ever. Real Madrid still up 1-0. Liverpool just can't seem to find the net there in the European Champions League final. Speaking of um, finals, the A-League Grand Final last night. Big upset there, Dino. Western United to Defeated Melbourne City nil. We'll get more from Phil Moss a little bit later. I think a very popular win for John Aloisi, who's a um, a very popular guy in Australian football. And finally, as a coach, he's got some silverware. West United 2, Melbourne City nil. And post-game, we got to listen to this, what you'd call probably the Western United's theme song. Is it Pet Shop Boys, I think, by memory? Pet yeah. Shop Boys. Goes back away. I'm not sure I'd be wanting to admit that if I was you. What are you saying? That you Dan? know that. You know what? That is so you, Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> no, it is. That what is are you so saying, you, that It's a bit nerdy. Oh, what do you call me? After two years, you can come down with a bouncer first ball. But it brings us to our talk topic, though, which is great sporting theme songs. Oh, I love it. You can open the batting, I love my friend. It. Which, I got two. Okay, yeah, yeah. How could you go past my all-time favourite as a kid? Which is? Come on, Aussie. Come on. Come on, Aussie, come on. Come on. Come on, Aussie, come on. Come on. Come on, Aussie, come on. Come on. It's still a great song. The sad part? Yeah. I could recite every word. Me me too. (laughs) And I'll go one more, if you don't mind. Yeah. I always love a couple of the old rugby league theme songs. Yeah. And I love, for some reason, I'm not a Parramatta fan, but I always love that old Parramatta theme song that goes to the click. Oh, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Shears. Uh, that was, here we go. That's it. I love this. Tanya can sing every word at this point. <laughs> Just love those old theme songs. So that'll be me, Ray. I'll go the Parramatta theme song from yesteryear yep. and come on, Aussie. What have you got? Okay. 
remember this one? Way back in 1972, the Australian cricket team declared then the worst team ever to leave these shores, went across to take on England in the Ashes, and the cricket team under Ian Chappell sung this song. Here come the Aussies and cricket is the game We're all together and winning is our aim So we'll play on through the Brings back memories. Gee, it brings back memories so that's our talk topic. That's our talk topic. Great theme songs in sport. Call us on 13 53 53. SMS 0419-767-272. On the anniversary of Dino's two years in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, we'll take a quick break back shortly. Punter's Postmortem with Glenn Munsey. To qualify for the big dance, you have to run 1-2. Dr. Drill at $11. Uh, and then we have... Uh, uh, Alias, uh, the Wagga Cup winner, Bandersnatch, who the Tamworth Cup winner, Steely, the Go- Goulburn Cup winner, all at 15. And, and if you're writing a film script about what's happening Secret, at the moment, Secret oh. Sounds, just text in and you'll win a prize. Yeah, exactly. Get the Secret Sounds. I'm looking up. I'm looking after a dog. There's people ringing me on the phone. I'm trying to read a market out. If there's not a hidden camera in this room here, I don't know workmen? what is. Surely oh. there's a workman there. That's the only, no, it's too wet for that, Dina. Get a dog walker. Punters post-mortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Lionel, stop. What are you doing? I'm taking a washing machine to the car for a customer. Well, you've never done heavy work before. Oh, now I know why. Do you know what washing machines weigh, Mum? Way too much. Phew. Well, don't use Lionel. Get free delivery from our professional drivers on select laundry appliances at Bingley. But it won't last long. Neither will Lionel. Free delivery on selected laundry appliances right now at Bingley. Australian family owned for 65 years. Conditions apply. Now this is value. Keen racing fans, you can now purchase a general admission winter season pass for all race days held at Royal Ramwick and Rosehill Gardens from Saturday 28th of May until Saturday 10th of September. The best part, it's only $79. This includes entry to key group race days such as Wink Stakes Day, Chelmsford Stakes Day and Run to the Rose Day. Race away those winter blues and book your winter season pass now at theracers.com.au. Get into Totally Workwear Bridalmere for all your winter workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with a huge range of pants, jumpers, jackets and boots. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Bridalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. Brereton and Shiza Bell to run home down the outside. Swiss Exiles are out three lengths in front. Shiza Bell to finish in strongly. Swiss Exiles in front. Shiza Bell to the outside. Swiss Exiles, Shiza Bell to Shiza Bell to goes home the better and Shiza Bell has won the size from Swiss Exile third Brereton. Followed on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. This is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. That was She's a Belter winning the size, part of a big day for Team Snowden at Eagle Farm. We'll get to that shortly. Quick update, the Champions League final. Deep into injury time, still 1-0 Real Madrid. For Liverpool fans, their dreams of winning the Champions League final 
slowly but surely evaporating. A couple of minutes left five, there. Five minutes of injury time, Ray. Mm. We've had three, so we've got two minutes couple left. Couple minutes to go, yeah. They just, they just can't. That Real Madrid goalkeeper has been absolutely outstanding. Randwick yesterday, Dana, we'll race through some replays because there's some promising types, none more so than Owen County, the winner of the two-year-old race. Tango Fame under plenty of pressure. They're followed by Dirty Merchant strung up. Getting up the inside of Marty with a good run now. Owen County revved up on the outside. So Marty went up to join and head Global Queen. The favourite found Nort. And Amati's dashed away. Owen County three lengths away, giving chase the only danger. It's Amati in front, but Owen County's biting into the margin quickly. He's ripping home Owen County and gets the upper hand to win it by three quarters of a length. Amati's second, a gap back to Glover. I think they're two promising two-year-olds. You know, Owen County will see next in the Group 1, JJ Atkins over 1,600 metres at Eagle Farm in a couple of weeks. Amati, a filly. Not sure what the Chris Wallace stable would do with her, she, but she looks a type who will be suited by the Princess Series in spring. Two promising two-year-olds. In a day of upsets at Randwick yesterday, not one favourite one on the 10-race program, Dino. The biggest boil-over came in race five when Marak Copa, at huge odds, outstayed them all. Here come the runs a long way up. Bonnie Ezra, Marek Koper. Our candidate goes around them and Shameless misses at a cosy run all of the way. Is really under the pump on the inside. It's Marek Koper at huge odds. Moving up to Bonnie Ezra, two lengths away to our candidate. Marek Koper, a neck in front to Bonnie Ezra. Tyler Schiller's trying to repeat the scone performance. He can't do it today by the looks of it. And Marek Koper, you're not going to believe this. This is the complete outsider of the field and it is dominating. In the first leg of the big six, Marek Cobra at any old price has blown them out of the water. Bonnie Ezra second, our candidate third, feel the rush. Your first Sydney Saturday winner for trainer Robert Quinn and he's got a terrific story to tell and we'll talk to him hopefully very shortly on the winner of Maricopa. On to race seven, the Brad Whittup stables having a great run. Another winner with Surreal Step. Now Andermatt being ridden for a bit of luck, uh, well back in the field and looking for centre runs. Etzma Murrigan being cuddled at the 300, racing to the lead from much, much better Surreal Step. Enchanted Heart down the outside, Andermatt being guided into the clear to two lengths away. Much, much better is kicking in the lead from Surreal Step out now. Surreal Step going after much, much better, much, much better. Surreal Step, Andermatt late. Surreal Step got up on the wire. Surreal Step knocked off much, much better. And Andermatt, he, he found the line. Yeah, a running double for the Brad Whittup stable. They also won uh, the previous race with Moon Reader. We'll talk to Brad a little later in the show. He, as I mentioned, his stable's having a great run. Full-time in the European Champions League final and Real Madrid won Liverpool nil. They have won the big one and heartache for Liverpool fans, but congratulations to Real Madrid. On to Eagle Farm yesterday. Three group ones up there on a huge day of racing. In race five, the Doombin Cup, Zaki was a long odds-on favourite. Another upset. And Polly Gray quickly tackled here by Zaki on the outside has taken over. And further back in the field there too. Making ground as wet or the inside. And then we've got Yonkers and working home as Maximal. It's Zaki just for the lead. Wet or the inside's out after Zaki. Zaki, wet or. Wet or's driven through and taken the lead away from Zaki. Late as Maximal. But wet or's in front from Maximal. Flashing home too late. Wet or in a boil over. Wet or's one from Maximal. Not sure third.
Yeah, one of three winners for Peter and Paul Snowden on the day yesterday. She's a builder in the size. Wethor in the Doombin Cup. They also won the Helen Coglin Stakes with Naj Marty in the last. Wethor beating Maximal Zaki, tiring late to run third. Queensland Derby Day and um, a lot of New Zealanders were lining up in the Queensland Derby, including Roger James and Robert Wellwood's Penarello. Southern Stockers making ground, Villa Dan and Ting Tong is down the outside, but Pinarello has taken over in the derby. Making ground coming through as Paternal and Southern Stock on the outside. Dark Destroyers running home as well, and also Ting Tong on the outside, Pinarello and also Paternal. Pinarello, Paternal, Southern Stock and Kabosh is running home late. The inside here, Pinarello, Paternal, Pinarello, Paternal. They hit the line in the derby, and Pinarello, Pinarello's won the derby from Paternal. It's a photo third. Yeah, just too good. Pinarello holding off the Chris Waller pair of Paternal and Caboche to win the Queensland Derby. The other group one was the Tab Kingsford Smith Cup. Desley Forster, popular local uh, trainer, and Apache Chase defied her, their rivals to win the big one. Fires working home. September on the inside. Scalopini's out deep on the track and back behind those is Brooklyn Hustle. It's Apache Chase still with the lead. The outside is Powell Laley. The inside September run. Apache Chase from September run. Powell Laley lifting late as Roth Fire. 11-11 flashing home as well. Apache Chase just in front near the line. It gets in. I think Apache Chase may be in a photo. Lunging though was 11-11. Roth Fire, Powell Laley all right up there. Stand by for the judge. Yeah, less than a half length covering the first four over the line, but Apache Chase hung on to beat Palili 11 and 11 and Rothfire in the Kingsford Smith Cup. We'll, we'll talk to a couple of trainers, read their winners at Randwick yesterday, but plenty of people want to have their say on the open line, you know, including about Payne Haas. Shane's on the line. Shane, good morning. Good morning, uh, Ray. Good morning, Dino. Um, just on the Payne Haas situation, mm -hmm. you can go back to the Broncos back in 1991 when they Board Glenn Lazarus. They offered him twice the money that the Raiders were paying him. And then a few years later, they offer Gordon Tallis a huge contract to renege on his contract at the Dragons and sit out a year. Uh, and then for the last 20 years, they get every Friday night game. Nobody's got any sympathy for him. <laughs> look, I hope they have to upgrade Payne Hass's contract and they have to unload Pat Carrigan and Katoni Staggs and a stack of their players in up at the Dolphins. Shane, I don't think there's any suggestion, though, that the Broncos are after sympathy. I think it's more, as far as I can see, that the story here is about a young man who's been paid incredibly handsome money who basically wants to renege on a signed and official contract to go and seek more money. Oh, yeah, I, I know that. I realise that, you know, but isn't it fun to see the Broncos going through a bit of pain? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> excuse the pun. <laughs> Well, for our Queensland listeners, they mightn't agree, but it is an interesting situation, particularly when you, as you spelled it out, Dino, he gets paid so much already. Um, you wonder just how much in, input he's got or whether it's his management Corey who Parker, are making Ray, that call. Sorry. Mm. Corey Parker, who I respect immensely yep. as a player and as a person, he came after in the week and said, quote, unquote, Haas has thrown his toys out of the cot and in so doing has shown his true colours. Mm. Very well said. Yeah, no, it's Very just a, well disappointing said. for a young man. He's got a big future in the game. Doug's on the line, Dino. Doug, good morning. Good day, mate. How are you? How are you going, Dean? Good, Dougie. How are you, champ? Bad, thanks. I'm going to watch some football today at uh, Forbes. Forbes Magpies versus Wilson. Oh, Who'll win, go. mate? I'd say Forbes Magpies. Will you have a steak sandwich and a beer? 
Oh, thing on my, I don't drink. I just have a lemon squash. No, <laughs> fair enough. No, good on you, mate. And Matthew Lodge might be going leaving the Warriors too. So I hear. No, I think he's gone, mate. Mm. Yeah, he yeah. went during the week. Yeah, another uh, contentious story in rugby league about the payout he got. But you should have a great day out there today, Dougie. Nice weather. For sure. Beautiful, mate. Yeah. You'll have to come over there one day. I'd love to, mate. I'll bring Be Ray good out. Day. Be a great day. We'll get to the races out there, then we'll get yeah. to the local footy. Love it. I'll, yeah. I'll take you to the bowling club. <laughs> That's all right. Good. Love the bolo. Hey, good on you, Doug. Hey, before we go for a quick break, Dino, a couple of SMSs. Straub from Glen Innes. Speaking of Liverpool, have a listen to their theme song being sung by 80,000 fans at the MCG a few years ago. You, you never walk alone. It does bring... The hair on the back of your neck stands up. Morning, gents. Great show as always. Two themes. Cheer, cheer. The red and the white for the mighty Swannies. And a song used when winning the America's Cup, the men from the land down under, Bowie from Newey. Justin Hunter Tiger says, uh, I feel like a twoies or two ads. Multiple sports. Absolutely, Ray. I love Mm. them. Uh, The Chief from Cardiff. Up there, Kazali. What an iconic song that was. And I like this one, Ray. Good morning and a huge congratulations, Bulldog, for making Sundays a fun day. There you go. The Putters Panel. Boom, boom, battles. Two heavy eight runs with Stan Clipper and the board have been excellent. Johnny McGann tomorrow. Lightly raised Gulliver. Perform well in high weight, which has been his last two. Boom, boom, battle each way. Boom, boom, battle lifting. Two good wins the highway. And have also been taken by trials of 16 madam. Pomeray. Madam Pomeray, ridden right out, is going to win it quite comfortably at the end. The Putters Panel, Friday morning, Racing HQ. Very funny, guys. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Let me in the car. Get in! While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win, or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock yep, again. Yep, real fun. Tab, long where we play. Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Lano, stop. What are you doing? I'm taking a washing machine to the car for a customer. Well, you've never done heavy work before. Oh, now I know why. Do you know what washing machines weigh, Mum? Way too much. Phew. Well, don't use Lano. Get free delivery from our professional drivers on select laundry appliances at Bingley. But it won't last long. Neither will Lano. Free delivery <laughs> on selected laundry appliances right now at Bingley. Australian family owned for 65 years. Conditions apply. Hi, it's Matty Johns. Get your years of hard work recognised and get the qualification you deserve with the help of Skills Certified. Their partner RTOs assess your workplace skills and can turn them into a nationally recognised qualification through recognition of prior learning. It could open your career options, increase your salary or even get your promotion. Why spend unnecessary time and money when life has already qualified you? Take the free 60-second skills check now at skillscertified.com.au. Get your skills certified. Out and clear your mind. Me, I like football. There's a lot of things around. When you line them up together, the footy wins hands down. How good's that, Dino? 
You know what, Ray? I've got a lot of these songs on old 45s. You know, little tiny <laughs> yeah, records yeah. you used to get? Yeah. They're probably at home somewhere. They're probably worth a bit of money yeah, these days on eBay. But When that song came out, because I, I grew up playing AFL, but did do you follow the sport at all? And did that song get you more interested in AFL? I don't know whether it got me more interested, but I certainly loved the song because I remember yeah. going out and buying it from yeah. the old Grace Brothers, I think. It was massive. As yeah. a 45. Terrific song. Our next guest probably thinks, am I going on a sports show or a pop show? You probably think, what the hell is going on? He may not even have heard of up there, Kazoo, but we'll ask him. Trainer Robert Quinn's on the line. Robert, good morning. Morning, Ray. How are you? I bet you've never heard of up there, Kazali, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> we won't bother with that. It's an old AFL theme song, which is the talk topic for today. But, Robert, the reason we're, we're calling you, and thanks for coming on the show, significant day for your stable yesterday, your first Sydney Saturday winner with Maricopa. Congratulations. You've been training, Robert, for about 18 months now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, fantastic day yesterday. Um, uh, we're over the moon. Mm. Unfortunately, Robert, you weren't there. I rang you from the track. I didn't realise that. Well, I'll let you tell the story. You're due to go home to see your parents in a couple of days' time. You had a COVID booster shot and feeling a bit poorly yesterday, Robert? Yeah, I didn't make it to the track. Um, the horse is in good hands. The strapper, uh, French girl, Garant, did a great job. I just was, yeah, very unwell the last 48 hours, Um that win yesterday definitely picked me up. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, just the booster job just knocked me around. I'm flying home um, on uh, Tuesday night to see, see my family for a short visit. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah it was, uh, I'll tell you, it, it lifted me 110% watching that on the TV, Ray. Exactly. No, well, congratulations to you. And he, he went out at big odds, but when I rang you yesterday, you said that, the stable were quietly confident he'd run a much improved race because there were reasons he he ran below his best at Musselbrook at his previous start. Yeah, we we took him to Musselbrook uh, quietly fancying our chances. He'd won the same race over twenty three hundred the previous year. Um, the weather just turned upside down as it has been on all day Sunday. It was quite a shifty track, uh, and he carried a big weight that day and. Mm. Um, he just got got further back than was ideal, and it just wasn't a day you could make ground. But he pulled up so well. Um, this race was came uh, came onto our radar, and uh, he just been just bouncing form all week, and we just let him take over. And um, then to to go around with fifty two uh, on his back, Louise, she's won on him four, and um, they have a great partnership. Uh, she 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 obviously really suits him. She knows. Um, well, clearly, how to get the best of them. So, yeah, albeit we were eighty to one, we were going there optimistic, and um, it, yeah, it, it mm. surpassed our dreams. To be honest, yeah, fantastic, Robert. You gotta love that accent. You gotta love that <laughs> accent. Could you just give us some of your background? Um, so, guys, I I've been in Australia almost um, almost eleven years now. So this is this is well and truly home for me. But. Um, yeah, I grew up around horses at home. Um, my dad used to race a lot of horses. My brother's a trainer uh, back home. He trained in, in England. Um, he trained in Ireland for a good few years. I, I rode as a, you know, growing up around ponies and race horses. And then um, I rode over jumps for um, for a number of years uh, in Ireland and in England. Um, it was a lot of fun, but uh, I'm very tall, far too tall. So, um 
yeah, I, t- I turned to traveling and came to Australia. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm here now. Well, Robert, why Australia? Why Sydney? You could have potentially, I guess, trained at home in Ireland. What? Why Sydney? Why Australia? Oh, I suppose at the time it was. Uh, uh, oh, I, I, I'd finished riding, and um, I just wanted to travel a bit. And mm. yeah, I, I never, I never thought I'd be a trainer in Sydney. Uh, I, I did think I'd train someday somewhere. Um, and I just, uh, yeah, I travelled a bit of Australia. I loved it. Um, you know, uh, racing's really it's one of the topper echelons of sports here. Everyone seems to love and enjoy the racing, and um. Yeah, when I ended up in Sydney, I just thought, this is a fantastic place. I started to ride some track work, and it, it kind of grew from there. Mm-hmm. It's a competitive environment, which you mentioned to me yesterday, Robert. Not easy to even get a foothold into Sydney racing, but you've had a terrific year. Sally Pop won a provincial um, midway championship qualifier for you. Now you've got your first Sydney Saturday winner with Maricopa. You're starting to get... Your foot in the door, so to speak. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely, Ray. Um, really has been fantastic, and with both horses, um, they were quite inexpensive. You know, we bought mm. Sally Pops for, um, for for very small money, and and Mary Cooper like a, 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 a tried horse sale. So to to do with those horses, fantastic. It, it, um. And as you say, Sydney is ultra competitive, and rightly so. Like you're racing yesterday for um, one hundred thirty thousand dollars, and that's due to jump up again soon. And yeah. um, just the vibe in Sydney is even when you take a horse to a trial, they're ultra competitive. There's there's no quarter given anywhere, mm-hmm. and um, and it's great because the competition breeds more success and you know it makes you work hard and days like yesterday just drive you forward no exactly and robert you you're feeling well enough now to to catch that plane home and see your parents at last on tuesday yeah Yeah. for sure i am yeah terrific i won't miss it um and hopefully everything will take over nicely here and i look forward to myra cooper's next start and sally pops has just come back into work as well so we're looking forward to a late winter spring preparation with her so hopefully a lot of fun to be had fantastic i know you're going hit and run mission so to speak as you told me yesterday re um your trip home to ireland um congratulations yesterday enjoy that little mini break for you robert and thanks so much for joining us on the show um today and we hope to get you on many times in coming weeks and months Thanks very much for having me, guys. Thank There's you, Robert. Robert Quinn, trainer of Maricopa and terrific horseman. And our next guest will know Robert a lot better than I do. And I'd love to get his thoughts on what was a significant win for Robert and the stable yesterday. Richard Callender's online. Rich, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. Yeah, he's, uh, I've only met Rob a few times too. But, uh, of mm-hmm. course, the big win down at, uh, at Goulburn leading into the, uh, the championships. And, uh, look, he's just a... Terrific trainer, and yesterday was a huge day. I sent him a text message straight away congratulating him, and uh, you know, it's just an incredible effort. It won like winks, didn't it? Yeah. I, it won. <laughs> so I even sent the message, even though I backed the second horse. Yeah, no, it was terrific. And after the race, too, Rich, um, a, a group of owners, um, I went up to them and they said, Oh, they told me what happened. Robert, he couldn't be on track because he was feeling unwell after that COVID op- operation. But they really were enjoying their moment. It was like they'd won a Group One, and good on them. And and that's what racing's all about. They um, purchased this horse, they backed Robert, and they've got a Sydney Saturday winner yesterday. 
it's uh, it's you know everyone's got you got to have some dream. There's got to be mm. meat on the bone when you when you're buying the horses. Uh, Robert saw something in Maricopa, and the owners did, and uh, they got their just rewards yesterday, didn't they? And uh, yeah, I saw some of the uh, jubilation mm. on Sky Channel. They were jumping up and down, and why wouldn't you? And not just that you own the winner at uh, Ramwick, but of course, they beat you almost triple-figure odds. Exactly, yeah. Um, and Robert mentioned that the minimum prize may now is 130000 per race on Saturday. You'd be well aware, Rich, that come July 1, Sydney Saturday races will be worth a minimum of 150000 and there's minimum prize money increases right down through to picnic race level. And as Robert mentioned, it's ultra-competitive, but when you have some success in Sydney and New South Wales racing, the rewards are there. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's, but we've seen that also in the uh, the reflection of horse prices at the Ealing Sales, mm, particularly mm. the Inglis Online. Um, I see Mitch Beer and so many trainers, they get online, Clint London and um, Cameron Crockett, Brett Cavan, they're all online watching and they think, oh, this horse online might go for somewhere between 20 and 30. Next year, it's 42,045. <laughs> it's because um, the prize money is so good that the opportunity's there for the owners to get a quick return if the horse is up and running. Exactly. Hey, Rich, how big a shock was it to see Zaki get rolled in Brisbane yesterday? Yeah, well, to, well look, there's no doubt that we saw the best of Hoito, who's going to be a pretty good horse. I think the Stones always had a good rap. And, of course, the second horse, John O'Shea's been rapping Max mm, for that mm. long. And he said, I just need a dry track. Um, but isn't a different race seven days earlier? The Doom and Cup was going to be on a bog. You would have had Polly Gray, I think, start you know nearly five or six dollars. Yet come up yesterday on a good three and had no hope really, um, just the way that the the conditions were with the track firming up at Eagle Farm. But yeah, look, it was a surprise. Um, I just wonder how much, or I think we're going to see it more often. Dino is during the the, the Sydney um, Autumn Carnival, those very heavy tracks. How much, mm. the, not just the running. But the training every day on those heavy tracks really took out of horses and took the gusto out of them. Um, will they need a good break? Will they bounce back? And Zaki's probably the biggest headline horse that probably hasn't uh, hasn't bounced out of that very tough conditions. Yeah, on a similar theme, Rich, and I, I could be completely wrong with this, but a, a horse like Sacramony, I think, for, could potentially fall into that basket as well. He was so good at Hawkesbury. He looked fantastic. That was a a very heavy track that day at, at Scone subsequently and again yesterday at Ramwick. He hasn't been half the horse we saw at Hawkesbury. 100%. He might just need a break. I think mm. there's, I think you're going to pick and choose. You pick the eyes out. There's going to be a lot of horses like that that, that just struggle. That it takes more out of them than you, than you appreciate. And, um, when you look at them again, you look back next preparation and they bounce back to say, ah, right, mm. that's exactly what happened and what you said is right, Ray. But, uh, yeah, look, I thought the... the it was great racing around me, but the two big stories out of racing yesterday were obviously Desley Foster getting mm. that group one. I, I, I texted Greg Radley after the race. I said, mate, and I've known Greg a long time. It was, it was actually my wedding party. Um, I said, mate, that was a great interview. Mm. You know, Greg done his research, knew what the topic was. He knew the history of Desley Foster. But more importantly, he let Desley Foster talk. Yeah. You know, I see too mm. many interviews nowadays and uh, where the interviewer wants to be the star of the show. Geez, I thought it was just a great interview. And I, I text Greg. And, of course, the big news is, uh, as a sportsman, Bulldog, you'll appreciate this for, you know, when you talk to rugby league players or any sports. If you can go out on top, if you can say, right, I choose my time, this is it, I've finished on top. And for Leith Innes, 44 years of age, a derby winner in Australia, um, mm. the retained rider for Cambridge stud, after he got off, he went out, rang his wife, he said, that'll do me, 
he did notify <laughs> the Lindsays who own Cambridge Stud, and he said that'll do. No more hot baths every week mm. trying to ride. What a what a great career, uh, Lee Thin, as a champion New Zealand rider, and he he's plied his trade here in Australia, and he's been an outstanding. And he's uh, I don't know him well. I've met him a couple of times over the years, but they say he's a ripping bloke. And what a way to go out winning a Queensland Derby in Australia. Yeah, good call, mate. Gee, you're uptight on Twitter last night about your league. <coughs> What's going on there? Oh, but, you have a bad day. No, I didn't. I just <laughs> I, I I I get frustrated. I can tell. With the Sutton's refereeing, I don't know why. Don't they get me paranoid, Bulldog? Like the changing of that game when the the uh, the South bloke, the West Tigers are in front, eighteen twelve. Luke Brooks throws a ball that clearly hits the hand of South. They get on the field. That changed the whole game. They scored the next tackle. They scored another set two laters later, and then Alex Johnson great try in the corner off the pass from Campbell Graham, which I thought you know considering Campbell Graham was a yard and a half short of the line and Alex Johnson just put the ball directly down at his feet to score. Even I thought if you'd gone to school and left at kindergarten, you'd realise that's forward. <laughs> Contentious calls, Dino. Jeez, Rich, what's, what's wrong? No, I just... You can't get your words out they, quick enough. I just don't know how they see it. I think it was Michael Innes on Fox said, how did they not see that? It hit mm. the bloke's hand. You don't think Luke Brooks throws the ball seven yards backwards for his purpose. Yeah, there's a couple of dodgy ones. I've got to admit do, you're right. And when they do... As a coach always said, you heard um, Kevin Walters say when we, we thought it was going to be a no-try to Cobo the week before with the instruction, he said you're cheering for him to get tackled so they don't go back. Mm. But tell me the bloke upstairs in the box, he interferes with everything. He said, listen, a bloke scratched his, his left leg there, penalise him for that, but he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> tell the referee the bloke just... Well, listen, you're going to have to get off air, otherwise you're going to explode, OK? And <laughs> I don't want bits and pieces of you all over your house. <laughs> Poor fellow, he's, he's like a lot of rugby league fans, he's... He gets frustrated with lack of consistency, which is your your um, theme every week, Dina. You just want to see consistency with refereeing and particularly the bunker. No, it's a bunker-free zone today, right? Bunker-free zone. No, no bunker today. No bunker. It's worn me down. <laughs> the bunker wins. Oh, fair I enough. Can't do I'll tell you what. We'll give I've you done a chance. my best. Okay, we'll, we'll move on. Tanya's in studio with plenty of scratchings, I understand. Good morning, Tan. Morning, morning, everyone. Yeah, plenty of time to put your feet up here, Dino. Racing in New South Wales today is at Gunnedara in Wellington and we have Ipswich in Queensland. Let's start with Gunnedah. The weather is fine. The track is a soft seven. The rail is true and there are 48 scratchings. From race one, take number four, Mother Joy. Five, Salt City. Nine, All I Care About. Twelve, Play My Song. And 13, Splendid Miss. Four, five, nine, twelve and thirteen. Race two, number eight, Creme de Vin. Nine, Eclair Rhythm, 10, Turntable, 11, Glenburn Hotel, 13, Seething Zonky, Emergency 17, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13 and 17. From race three, number five, Sea Haven, 6, Selvam, 8, First Secret, 10, Lady Audrey, 13, My Khaleesi, 14, Wanda Be Tough, Emergencies 15, 16, 18, 5, 6, 8, 10, 13, 14, 15, 16, 18. From race 4, number 5, Piccadilly Miss. 6, Double Coco. 10, 5, Bob. Emergency 18. 5, 6, 10 and 18. From race 5, number 2, Fans. 6, Olympic Time. 10, Gretzky and 17, Emergency. 2, 6, 10 and 17. Race 6, number 8, Gigi Guy. 9, Patino Ruby. 11, Attila, Emergencies 15 and 17, 8, 9, 11, 15 and 17. Race 7, number 3, Sakaz, 
five, Divine Sanction, seven, Acrophobic, nine, The Scotsman, 15, The Emergency, 15, three, five, seven, nine, and 15. And from race eight, number three, Trinity Missile, five, Mirror Queen, six, Puerto Rico, seven, Boot Scooter, eight, Kung Fu Mushu, nine, Soloist, 10, Vane Rich, 12, Beauty Empress, 14, Oakfield Warpaint, and The Emergency, 18. Three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, fourteen, and eighteen from race eight at Gunnedah. Wellington, the weather is fine. The track uh, heavy ten. The rail is true, and there are fifty-four scratchings. From race one, take number one, rhythmic song, five, G Wiz Johnny, seven, cosmic shot, ten, cuddles, twelve, Wingardium, emergencies thirteen through to fifteen, one, five, seven, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. And 15. Race 2, number 2, Headinger. 4, Little Be Known. 8, A Tender Lady. 9, At Midnight. 14, The Petit Express. Emergencies 15, 16, 18. 2, 4, 8, 9, 14, 15, 16, and 18. Race 3, number 2, Boys Cry. 6, Opal Glory. 8, All at Sea. 10, First Secret. Emergencies 15 and 16. 2, 6, 8, 10. 15 and 16. Race 4, take out 1, test the waters. 5, Butosha. 6, Landstrassi. 10, Gunnerside. And the emergencies 15 and 16. 1, 5, 6, 10, 15, 16. Race 5, number 3, Mr. Pointer. 5, Nicolan. 12, Verdi. 3, 5, 12. Race 6, number 2, Cool Missile. 5, Hard to Excel. 7, Ringside. 8, Brooklyn Star. 11, White Liar. Two, five, seven, eight, eleven. Race seven, take out two witness collector, three Rebecca's Quest, four Byzantium, six Alark Mofield, emergency thirteen, two, three, four, six, thirteen. Race eight, number two, Matawi, six Maximus Prime, eight Rule the World, nine Ita, ten Lavoie, emergency fourteen, two, six, eight, nine, ten, and fourteen. And race nine, take out two Echo Road. Four Athena's Lad, five Morpheus, six Lamary, eleven Tumai, emergencies fifteen and sixteen. Two, four, five, six, eleven, fifteen and sixteen from race nine at Wellington. And all the way up to Ipswich, where the weather is fine, the track a heavy ten, the rail is out seven metres the entire course, penetrometer six point four, and fifty-three scratchings there. From race one, take number eight, number eight, race two, numbers two, three, four, five, seven, nine. Two, three, four, five, seven, and nine. Race three, numbers two, eight, twelve, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Two, eight, twelve, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Race four, numbers two, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen, fifteen. Two, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen, fifteen. Race five, take out numbers one, three, five, twelve, and thirteen. One, three, five. 12 and 13. Race 6, 2, 4, 6, 8, 14, 17, 20, 21. 2, 4, 6, 8, 14, 17, 20, 21. Race 7, 8, 11, 12, 16, 18 and 19. 8, 11, 12, 16, 18 and 19. And race 8, take out 4, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11, 12, 14, 15, 17 and 20. 4, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11, 12, 14, 15, 17 and 20 from race 8 at Ipswich. You got through them, 10. Wow. I, ex- I expect an extra $5 <laughs> in my pay this week. 
Uh, tips today. We've got the news pressing. Um, some shorties today, Dino. Race four, number three, show me your love's pretty short at Wellington, but should win. Then into a couple of each way chances. Race six, number one, Rebecca's Quest. Race seven, number seven, I love Lucy. That's Wellington Cup Day. Gunnedah Cup Day today as well. Couple of shorties early doors. Probably an all up here. Race three, number three, indicative. Into race six, number three, ice in Vancouver. Then in the Gunnedah Cup, each way. Two Big Fari, race seven, number one. Here's the news. Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. An Australian aid worker has been killed in Ukraine. Rhiannon Solomon-Marin reports. Michael O'Neill's family say the truck driver had been assisting wounded and injured citizens on the front line and helping others flee the war-torn country. The 48-year-old father of three from Tasmania died on Wednesday. The exact circumstances of his death remain unclear. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has offered his condolences. This is a tragedy. The Department the Department of Foreign Affairs has confirmed it's providing consular assistance to the family. He'll be farewelled at a funeral service in Tasmania next month. The Pacific nation of Samoa has signed a security agreement with China. It's the second deal in the region to be made public after the Solomon Islands made a similar agreement. China's Foreign Minister Wang Yi is touring the Pacific with plans to visit eight nations. The deal's details have been kept under wraps, but a leaked document includes clauses around economic and security support. U.S. President Joe Biden says America needs to be made safer after two mass shootings in two weeks. 21 students and teachers were killed in an elementary school shooting and 10 were shot at a supermarket in New York. Mr Biden says enough is enough. Too much violence, too much fear, too much grief. Let's be clear, evil came to that elementary school classroom in Texas, to that grocery store in New York far too many places where innocents have died. In the face of such destructive forces, we have to stand stronger. A cold front will sweep through New South Wales and Victoria in the coming days. Temperatures are expected to plummet across most of New South Wales, while Victoria will see its coldest day of the year so far tomorrow. The Weather Bureau's Alenka Duma says New South Wales is also in for a drenching. We can expect uh, very windy conditions, Snowfall about the uh, ranges and higher parts of New South Wales, as well as widespread rainfall uh, across most parts of uh, the state, except for the far northeast. Meantime, Western Australian Emergency Services are warning of severe weather on the southeast coast. The stretch of coastline from the South Australian border to Israelite Bay is likely to be affected. The Weather Bureau is forecasting wind gusts in excess of 90 kilometres an hour today. Also in news, thousands of Tasmanians will have the chance to get their flu jab this weekend at free pop-up clinics across the state. The community clinics are offering both flu and COVID vaccines for people over the age of five. And all South Australians will be given free flu vaccines as case numbers soar. New South Wales is working on a similar move once it sorts out supply issues. And we're being urged to dig deep for the Red Shield appeal this weekend. Volunteers will be knocking on doors and based at shopping centres around the nation in the hope of raising $36 million. Simon Gregory from the Salvation Army in Brisbane says donors can rest assured their money will be used appropriately. All the money that is raised uh, in our local appeal stays uh, local, so money raised in Brisbane will stay in in our local suburbs to be used to support uh, people doing it tough. This is Air News.
The Rabbitohs have fought back to overcome a strong start from the Tigers in the second half of their nail-biting NRL Round 12 clash. The Souths took the win 44-18. Newcastle has won just its fourth game of the season with a come-from-behind 24-16 defeat of the Warriors, but it comes at a cost with forward Daniel Saifidi suffering a knee injury, which also puts him in doubt for origin. Knights coach Adam O'Brien says it doesn't look good. I don't know how, I won't know until he has a scan, but for him to come off and then not return is not good signs for us. The Roosters crushed the Sharks 36-16. Melbourne's 17-match winning streak is over, going down to Fremantle 94-56 in the AFL. The Demons led at half-time, however, lagged in the final two terms, with the Dockers dominating play, booting 10 goals in a row. Docker Sean Darcy telling Fox Sports the side's happy with the win, but they still have a few things to work on. Well, we're really disappointed with the first half. I think 15 minutes of footy let us down. Uh, apart from that, we're in the game, so... At halftime, we just needed a thicker connection problem. The Suns defeated the Hawks 121-54. Wins also to Geelong, the Bulldogs and the Lions. And the Super Netball wins to the Firebirds and Magpies. And Charles Leclerc has taken pole position in his home Monaco Grand Prix. Australian Independent Radio News. Wherever you are in New South Wales, Sky Sports Radio's there too. On Vega, 87.6 FM. McLean, 88 FM. Gunnedah, 95.9 FM. And Ballina on 88 FM. Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your winter workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with a huge range of pants, jumpers, jackets and boots. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. With Play Central on the Tab app, you can watch the greatest racing from Australia and around the world wherever you want. Like while working on your tan at the beach. Flicking between Sky Racing 1, 2 and Thoroughbred Central while waiting for your car to be washed. And you can watch and bet while you're getting a short back and sides. Play Central, only on the Tab app. Tab, long may we play. Available online for Tab account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. It's the final days of Amart's big stock tax sale. Save up to 40% on a huge range of lounges, sofas, bedroom, living, dining, and much more. Amart Furniture, sale ends Tuesday. In Redfern, a police operation has Cleveland Street closed in both directions between Elizabeth Street and Young Street. A diversion has been set up. Eastbound traffic is using Botany Road and Gardeners Road. Westbounders are travelling along Anzac Parade to Gardeners Road this morning. For a limited time at Pet Barn, save 25% on the advanced dog food range. Hurry, ends May 30, in-store only at Pet Barn. Stock may vary by store. T's and C's apply. I'm Tim Gover's number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather.
Sydney today, mostly sunny, heading for a top of 19. Melbourne, partly cloudy, just 15 degrees today in Melbourne. Brisbane, lovely sunny Sunday, heading for a top of 23 degrees in Brisbane. Over in Perth, cool start to the day in Perth, just 6 degrees at the moment, heading for a top of 18 and a partly cloudy Sunday. Adelaide, showers increasing there, heading for a top of 19 degrees. Cold start in Hobart, just 4 degrees. Morning fog about, top of 14 degrees. Exactly the same in the nation's capital, Canberra, partly cloudy and 14 degrees. Darwin's a place to be. Humid, mostly sunny, top of 31. Milford, out the back, Ponga. Oh, that is silky smooth. Edric Lee over for the try for the Knights. This crowd is back. They're on their feet and their Warriors are going to the NBA Finals of Kings. It's all over. Joseph Manu puts it into this contest and the Roosters finally are going to get the victory. Just three years after they were admitted into the A-League, Western United have won the A-League Championship. Absolutely extraordinary. Rayan gave it to Johnston. Alex Johnston goes into the record books. The all-time leading try scorer Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the big sports breakfast weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Big second hour coming up very shortly. Peter Peters will join us to talk NRL. Brad Whitup, his stable on fire with a double at Randwick on Saturday. Uh, I say it every Sunday, Dino. I should do this before we go to here. League Super Quiz, score check. Yeah, Wayne has text in, Ray. Bulldog Thank God 6, for Wayne. Ray 10. You've actually... Skipped away. You have. Yeah, thank God for Wayne. Way to go. Wayne's our man. Thanks, Wayne. Jared Daffy will join us with today's life lesson and all sporting odds for the day. And Phil Moss will let us know just what happened to Liverpool. Just repeating, Real Madrid won Liverpool nil. That's Real Madrid's 14th European Champions League final success. They are easily the most successful club in Europe. Our sport topic today, Dino, is... Great sporting theme songs, and Manly Man Owls come in with a beauty. Muhammad Ali, the Black Superman. Catch me if you can. It's a great song. <laughs> and that's our talk topic today. There's plenty of people want to have their say. Do you know, there's a couple there about Tina Turner's. Yeah, there yeah. certainly is, right? Uh, Marg, text yeah. in 1989. What you get is what you see. Tina Turner with Cliffy Lyons, Blocker, Brett Kenny, Noel. Remember the great the ad? Remember the great ad, Dino? There's also yeah, Tina yeah. Turner, of course, a year later, it might have been, Simply the Best. Yes. Which yeah, was probably right. Rugby League's most iconic mm-hmm. song. Uh, a couple more here, right? This is a great one, Ray. Let me mm-hmm. find this one. Danny McMaster, 1981. This comes from John from Moorbank. The Rugby League song. How's that one go again? Uh, we'll find it, Ray. Mm-hmm. But it's got a lot of... Um, a lot of support here on the text. I think it's that song that goes Lang Park or the Bush. Yeah, I won't try and do it. Something like that. I know what you mean. But it's a great old song. I love this one too, right? Let me just find it in all these texts that are flying through. 
I can't find it. Alzulu Yogi and Smoking Joe. What about Jason Martin from the Bears? Take us to the top. I remember that. It was an actual proper it was song. Hit, it was it? recorded. Yeah. Jason Martin. Would have been about 1991, I reckon. I the Little that. Bears halfback. Yeah. Jason remember, yeah, Martin. Yeah, yeah. Good player, too. I think quick... he might have been Rookie of the Year one year. Right? He was, yeah. A couple of quick ones before we go to Zorba. Morning, boys. Congratulations. Two great years on Sunday Morning Sports Show. Dino, yep. His second year anniversary for today. And this person, no name, says, I hope Grant Atkins wakes up with a sore arm for giving the Sharks so many set restarts. The boost, the Roosters couldn't buy one, but their defence was magnificent last night. It, it certainly was. And this one's from Peach of Bow Desert. Hey, boys, congrats on two years, Bulldog, and commiserations, Ray, for putting up with him. Nice. Just on the Snowdens, big day yesterday. K-Max ride, Kerry McAvoy's ride on Hugh Tour was genius. His ride on Flying Crazy, not so. His ride on Hugh Tour was very, very good Flying crazy, unfortunately, stuck on the fence. You can't do much about that. I couldn't buy a winner yesterday. I hope our next guest backed a winner or two. He might be in a bad mood. Peter Peters, good morning. Morning, Ray. Morning, Bulldog. Whether you're at the cricket ground, Langford. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well done, King. Keep going. You've got to run. you still got to tackle. And the scrums have got the same push. Ooh. That's it, yeah. <laughs> well done, Zorb. <laughs> we got a well fa- done, Zorb. We've got a fair um, feedback from our listeners, too. And um, we'll get to a few more of those very, very shortly. Hey, Zorb, I wanted to start off with who you think has been the best player so far in NRL season 2022? No, I've got a runaway first player. I don't think, well, I know, because I've watched him every game, nothing short of at least an 8 out of 10 every game, every week. Mm. He leads. He's leading the best side in the comp, and he drives them to almost perfection. And that's Isaiah Yao. He, he's I think a star. He is, yeah. He's my best player in the competition, um, and we'll see him in action for New South Wales. I think he's gone to another level. Mm. Um, he is just a magnificent rugby league player. He's old school, but, isn't he? Orb? No, no, no fuss, no carry on. No, no. It's but not about him. It's just about the team. Just gets his job done. What do you think, Bulldog? I mean, he's my he's my best player. Yeah, I, look, you wouldn't get any arguments from me. I mean, mm. you'd probably delve into that Penrith side and pick out another two or three. Clearly. Cleary as well. Cleary, mm. Blue Eye, Fisher Harris. It's Fisher just Harris a terrific right, side. Yeah. You know, you, while you're on Penrith, they're going to have six or seven players in Origin. Mm. But would you believe, with all those players out, they'll still start favourites in their game next week. They play at home, the Bulldogs. And the Bulldogs won't get a better chance to, to get a win against the top side this year, but they'll have that O'Car out and maybe... Um, and. and, and and, and maybe mm. Matt Burton. But if Burton's not chosen in the New South Wales side, imagine him going back to Penrith next week without Adam Carr in the side um, and with all those players out of Penrith and still be on the on the losing side. He must be wondering, why did I do it? Why did I leave this club mm. to yeah. go to the club I'm with now? Just you on know, that point... Yeah, no, I know. Just on that point, though, Zorb, remember 12 months ago, Penrith were unbeaten going into Origin. Friday night game against West Tigers at Leichhardt. No Origin players. Tigers upset. Yeah, that was at Leichhardt. And I think Penrith are a different side. I think they've gone completely to another level. I um, I think that premiership that they've won, 
they'll go back to back. I can't see a side but even getting close to them. I think they if you can get on them now, get on them. They won't. They might suffer a defeat or two before the end of the season. But when the whips are cracking, they'll win and they'll win very clearly. They're, they're good things. There's nothing on the horizon to suggest anyone else can get near them. Zorb Man. The Cowboys 22 nil mm. on Friday night, and they weren't at their best, but they just were were just meticulous about everything they do. Mm. And the Cowboys. They weren't far off, Zorb. The Cowboys. In defence. They weren't far off. Well, they were 22 points. No, no, but a couple, they, they were unlucky didn't score a couple of tries. Yeah, and the second half was 6 0. They were in the contest. They've improved, but mm. they've, got to, they've now got to go to another level as well. Mm. And can they continue to do that? Well, that'll be, that'll, uh, that'll be the big test for them uh, and their coach, Todd Payton, in the weeks to come. But right now, they're a uh, fair way off that side they played on uh, Friday night. Azorb, I've got to ask you what you made of Dez's comments, whether they were quote-unquote over the top, and did you agree with the hefty fine thrown at Manly by the NRL for those comments? Well, Dez knows you can't say what he said. Um, I mean, I think they would have got away with it if it wasn't continued throughout the week. They should have said what they said and then got on with it and then to have a player come out and back up his coach. Um, I don't think it left the NRL with any uh, uh, with any choice. Um, Dez wanted to get his point across. Uh, and I see in Buzz Rossfield's column today that um, the Manly chairman, Scott Penn, has said to him, no more, that's it. Um, whether Dez takes any notice is another thing. It seems to be struggling at the moment. I mean, I, I, I think Manly should be more concerned about... Um, about getting the job done on the field. I, I, I think his choice of um, George Tafua out of the NRL for two years into the cauldron against Melbourne in Melbourne, um, George would have had nightmares before the game because in 2016, Suicide scored four tries when uh, Trent Barrett was the coach and George was uh, on the left wing playing against uh, Melbourne at um, Brookvale Oval and Munavalu scored four first-half tries. Mm. I think it was a shocking selection, and um, they went straight there. Uh, even though Trent Barrett was a coach back in 2016, uh, Des would have seen that. Um, Melbourne Storm went straight there after a couple of minutes of the game, put up a high kick. George mm. was nowhere near it. He was. I, I, I just think that um, there are young players in the club that would have done a better job. George has been a great servant of the club over a long period of time, but his days in the NRL are over and it was a real selection blunder, which, you know, shouldn't occur. Yeah, no, fair enough. Hey, um, Zorb, can I take you back to Friday night, the Broncos-Titans game? Terrific second half fight back by the Broncos. Kevin Walters has got the Broncos humming again for our Queensland listeners. They'll be up and about. What's your take on the Payne Haas situation, though? Well, obviously Haas is uh, not happy. Um, that's obvious. Um, I can't see how his issue with his former manager has got anything to do with the Brisbane Broncos. He's a great player, but I think there's a bad look about this um, in terms of uh, Payne House. It's not the Broncos' fault that he signed a contract um, under a former manager 
he's fallen out with that manager and, and now mm. um, the Broncos are supposed to um, bear the brunt of it. No, I, I think they should hang on to him. I don't think they should um, allow him to leave until his contract's up. And um, I think he's out of order. I think it's selfish. And um, I, I, I don't agree with it. I think the Broncos, he's saying he wants to leave to go to a club that's got a chance of winning the comp and making semi-finals. Well, well, look, this morning, the Broncos are in fourth position. Going okay. <laughs> you know, they're going okay under uh, Kevin Waters. They've made a terrific comeback. He's come through with those young players, and he's led them, Payne Hass, on the field. I think he's uh, got to grow up, man up, and uh, and, and, and this, he's not the first player that's had issues with a player manager that he feels he's been hard done by. He's still getting really well paid. They've, um, they've helped him through a lot of situations. He hasn't been exactly a shining light off the field. And they've helped him through that. They've had him since he was 16 years of age. Man up. Zorba, you have watched rugby league for decades. Where does Alex Johnson sit? Where, 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 where will history remember him? What, what will his legacy be? I mean, clearly he won't be in the Hall of Fame or an immortal. But gee whiz, to set a record for a club for most tries, it's been around since 1908. That's pretty bloody special, Zorba. Here it is, and when you when you look at um, you know the um, well the legends in Benny Waring that um, you know he was on 144 tries. Nathan Merritt, um, I'm surprised that he scored so many tries with um, with South Sydney at 146. He was the leader until uh, Alex Johnson's three tries, um, um, and and he's gone past and you now leads. Um, he really started in that 44 to 18 win over uh, the West Tigers after they were down 12 nil early, but. Congratulations to the South fans. A couple of years ago, they were going to unload Alex Johnson and other clubs were scrambling to get him. And I think I think the old maestro, uh, Wayne Bennett, Happy Joe Happy, stepped in and um, and kept him at um, at South Sydney. Well, he didn't want to leave. He's a local junior. He's, um, he's a legend amongst the fans. The mm. players love playing with him. And, um, well, he's just going to add to that. In his uh, in his career, um, he could end up, you know, closer to 200, which would be a mighty effort. Um, look, I don't think he'll ever be ever be thought of as um, as one of their uh, their legendary players, but he certainly made his mark as a wonderful finisher and um, and a great team man, um, sort of player that you want in your club. Mm. Hey, so before we go to today's two games and get your tips there, Blake Ferguson, where is he, mate? Well, I found him. I found him. <laughs> found him. <laughs> I found him playing in, would you believe, the 1895 Cup Final for Lee against Featherston Rovers. And it was amazing. Lee are coached by Adrian Lamb. They're in second division trying to get elevation to the Super League. And... I think it's the first time they've done it. They had two cup finals. The I don't know why they call it the 1895 Cup Final for the um, second division teams, and it was Lee versus Featherston Rovers, won by um, won by Lee quite convincingly in the end after it was 12 all at half time. But Fergo scored a great try, 30 to 16. Um, Lee beat Featherston Rovers, and Wigan 16 beat Huddersfield. Mm. 14 in the Challenge Cup final, which was played at um, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. That's yeah. the 20th time that Wigan have lifted the um, the uh, the Challenge Cup, which is a 
terrific effort and a couple of Australians in that side for Wigan, Jai Field, Bevan French, Kate Cust also mm. playing with uh, with Wigan. So that's a, a great opportunity for those young players over there in England. Exactly. Well, hopefully Blake Ferguson gets his sporting career back on track. Hey, um, Zorb, two games to complete the round 12 today. Bulldogs take on the Dragons. That's the 2 o'clock game, Zorb. Then at 4.05, this is a good match too, Canberra versus Parramatta. Well, back to Belmore today. It hasn't been hasn't had that much publicity that they're playing in Belmore, at Belmore Oval. Um, and the Bulldogs against the Dragons. I can't tip the Bulldogs. The Dragons can go higher up the ladder with a win and be fairly well placed mm. after um, a bad period um, just over a month ago. But they're, they're, they're coming back strongly. I think the Dragons will win that one um, at least by 1-12. to 12. And I'm going for an upset. I'm going to go for the Raiders against Parramatta down at GIO Stadium. I think they're, they're starting to... Um, starting to look like mm. a football side again. Um, Jamal Fogarty, who um, was brought from the Titans to uh, to the Raiders, he'll link up with Jack Whiten, and that'll be a terrific clash of the um, the half and 5'8 there in uh, Mitchell Moses, Dylan Brown against Fogarty and um, and Whiten. And, and I just think that um, the Raiders have got the pack to worry um, the Eels pack, which if they can bully you, They'll storm all over you. Stand up to them. They're not so good. Um, and we've seen that several times in recent weeks. So I'm going for an upset there. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, New South Wales and Queensland sides. Uh, well, New South Wales will be announced tonight. I can't see um, too many changes. I think the back line picks itself. Tedesco, Tuho, Crichton, Staggs, Carr, uh, Luai, and uh, Nathan Cleary. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there'll be um, any shocks there, although... Queensland will go for a leaping um, pair of wingers in um, in Coates and Cobbo, and maybe the um, the veteran Roosters wingers Daniel Tupu might come into consideration because he's a great jumper and Tuo is not so good. I think the forwards in New South Wales will be Paulo, Damian Cook, Payne Hass. I like Liam Martin. I think he's just about the best second row on the comp this year so far on form. Uh, with the veteran Tyson Frizzell in the back row, Isaiah Yeo. Um, I think one position, the utility at 14, out of Nico Hines or Matt Burton, Regal Campbell-Gillard, Cameron Murray, and I've got to put Ryan Madison in. I think uh, his form's better than Tarek Sims and Angus Crichton, although the mail is, is that um, uh, the New South Wales coach, Brad Fittler, will stick with those players. But, uh, you know, Queensland are going to pick a, a pretty exciting um, young side. They're... Uh, They've got some great talent and, um, you know, Cobbo will come in. Um, Xavier Coates is going to be there. Munster and Evans will be the experienced halves and, and a good young pack of forwards boosted by the veterans Papali and uh, Capel. So exactly. So I think it's going to be a, um, a terrific first game on yep. June 8th. Yep, it's all when we'll get those. When's the Origin team out for New South Wales? That's just up at six thirty tonight in Queensland. First thing tomorrow yep. morning. So we, we thank Peter Peters as always yeah. for his contributions. Before we go to a break, Pete from Redcliffe said he'd love to hear his sporting theme song. Tex Morton singing the Gunda Windy Grey. We cheered a little beauty, a real aristocrat. He's never thrown the towel in, but a try I rolled away. A horse we're really proud of, the Gunda Windy Grey. 
Gun to Windy Gray. Gun Sind. Loved it. A great Gun Sind. Brian's on the line. Brian, good morning. Good morning, boys. How are you going? Thanks for waiting, Brian. What do you got for us, mate? Yeah, I just uh, just heard you talking to Peter Peters about Alan Johnson, mm-hmm. the South Sydney ring. I think Alex. Um, Nathan Blacklock just just good bring him in. He was a try scoring freak, wasn't he, Brian? Nathan Blacklock. Yeah, Nathan Blacklock. That's all. Oh. Because you got three years in a row, top top try scorer. Yeah. And don't forget, boys. You might remember this one, uh, Dragon Boy. There, mm-hmm. um, when he scored that try against Tigers at Leichhardt. He did the, did did the, the somersault back... or backflip? Yeah. No, it was the one where he kicked over the head. Yep. Of, yeah, yeah. He was About brilliant. A minute to go and scored that try. He was brilliant, Nathan Blacklock, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I've got his stats here. I think, mm. Ray, it's about 140-odd games, about 120 tries for the Dragons. Yeah. It's a great strike rate, Nathan Blacklock. He's Tre- a sum winger. Tremendous. Sam's on the line, Dino. Sam, good morning. Good morning, boys. First of all, congratulations on your two-year partnership and many more to come. Is that Thanks, to Sam. me or to Ray, Sam? Both of you. Both okay, of fair enough. <laughs> no iron team, team, Sam. <laughs> you're a team. Oh, good got, fun, uh, Sam. Good fun. Yeah. I've got two songs, actually. Um, yeah. I've got, first of all, The Best of the Best, which is Glory, Glory, oh, South Sydney. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people come in with the text messages, too, for South Sydney's song, Sam, and understand why, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I Have the Tiger. Oh, terrific yeah, song. Yeah. Pump, that pumps you up to... Uh, yeah. Survivor. Is it is Survivor, Survivor yeah, the Survivor. name of the band? Was that Rocky 1? No. Uh, yeah, no. I think my Producer Steve's two. nodding his head saying Rocky 1. You reckon it's Rocky 1? Our listeners are our best so- resource, so let us know. we better go to a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Hunter's Postmortem with Dave Stanley. Now, Duff, what about the scenes in the last at Rose Hill? $31 uh, SP, um, Mammoth for Mitch Beer. Ron Duffersey. Yep, big upset to the last. The bookies got the lot. Uh, Mitch went home happy with a Chinese meal under his belt. Dean Lester. Yeah, Everyone just... last year to found the Chinese meal. Hunter's <laughs> <laughs> Postmortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Doing. I'm taking a washing machine to the car for a customer. Well, you've never done heavy work before. Oh, now I know why. Do you know what washing machines weigh, Mum? Way too much. Phew. Well, don't use Lano. Get free delivery from our professional drivers on select laundry appliances at Lee. But it won't last long. Neither will Lionel. Free delivery <laughs> on selected laundry appliances right now at Lee. Australian family owned for 65 years. Conditions apply. Now this is value. Keen racing fans, you can now purchase a general admission winter season pass for all race days held at Royal Ramwick and Rosehill Gardens from Saturday 28th of May until Saturday 10th of September. The best part, it's only $79. This includes entry to key group race day such as Wink Stakes Day, Chelmsford Stakes Day and Run to the Rose Day. Race away those winter blues and book your winter season pass now at theracers.com.au. Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your winter workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with a huge range of pants, jumpers, jackets and boots. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. Got to hold and give, but do it at the right time. You can be slow or fast, but you must get to the line. They'll always hit you and hurt you. Defend and attack. There's only one way to beat them. Get round the back. Catch 
John Barnes, I think. I'm pretty sure it was John Barnes. Yeah, just prior to a World Cup. As in the John Barnes? Liverpool, Liverpool, yeah, yeah. just prior to England going to a World Cup a few years ago now. Dino, as I said, our best resources, our listeners, our good friend Nathan Exelby, plus a number of our listeners, Brad from Emu, Michael from Penrith, and no name on another one, all said Rocky 3. Rocky 3, there you go. There you go. Funny how your memory fades, isn't it, as you get older? Remember that iconic scene in the original Rocky when Mm -hmm. Stallone goes up those stairs in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, I think it was? Gets the top and does the shadow boxing, and that Didn't famous um, iconic song comes on. Didn't it? Still um, a bit yeah. spine tingling, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's all great movies, Rocky. When they come on, you sort of think, I want to watch it, and you start watching it, and you can't look yeah, away. Yeah, midnight. <laughs> yeah. Um, our next guest had a terrific day yesterday with a couple of winners and a horse called Surreal Step, who he's got going great guns. It was a cast off. Often, Dino, when you get a horse from another stable, you want to hide into nothing, aren't you? Because especially an older horse, but he's got Surreal Step going in terrific form and potentially on a stakes path. Brad Widdup's been good enough to join us bright and early on a Sunday morning. Brad, good morning. Morning, Ray. Morning, Dean. Hey, Brad, congratulations on the double yesterday. But firstly, with Surreal Step, when you get a, a, a tried race horse who's quite seasoned and has been around the block a little bit, as a trainer, how do you go about, do you start from scratch or do you watch what he's done previously and just try to learn from that? How do you go about it, Brad? Oh, look, I, I don't try just, yeah, just put him in the in our system and go from there. I don't try to, you know, overthink it too much and just see how we go. And, you know, I, I always sort of, I, I don't panic, so I sort of get them to the trials and see what they're doing there. Um, you know, I don't really send my horses out to trial good or anything like that. It's just more just to see where they're naturally at with their fitness and, and um, you know, how, how they're, Mental state is really, and um, yeah, look, he's he's a, he's a quirky horse. Um, he's not a he's not a very doesn't carry a lot of weight. Um, very very sharp worker. Um, yeah, so he, he he I wouldn't say he's been a headache, but he he hasn't been straightforward. But um, yeah, for some reason or the other, he seems to be um, turning up and racing well. Mm. Hey, Brad, where to next for Cyril Stepper? Uh, he'll go the the uh, old June Stakes with the Bob Charlie. I think it's called now. So, um, you know, I think that looks a, a natural progression for him. I, I could nominate him for Queensland. I think the same day there's a Hinkler twelve hundred up there. But um, look, I'd probably prefer to keep him here while the tracks are soft. And um, I think uh, I think Eagle Farm was a good two after having about five hundred fields of rain the last two weeks. So that's amazing. That, that track. Out. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible, that track, isn't it? Brad Eagle Farm, just amazing. One thing you do know, we're, we're going to stay on the softish, heavy side at Randwick for, and Sydney Racing for a little while now. Surreal Step does get through it, as does your other winner yesterday, who I thought was really game, Moon Reader. Under siege, a long way out. Great to see Andrew Adkins back in the winner's stall, and we've had a couple of SMSs, including from Uncle Laurie, just uh, wishing Andrew the best in his latest comeback, and we all do. And Moon Reader... There to be beaten yesterday, but it was tough. Yeah, she she is. She's mm. she's um, very unassuming. Just goes about herself. Um, you know, very straightforward to train. Um, yeah, look, when this race come on, I sort of had a. There was a race on Wednesday and Thursday, and um, and the three year old race on Saturday. And I just spoke to Richard and I said, look, um, I think she's going well enough to have a crack at this and. Um, they don't come around very often, mm. three-year-old races on a sad day. 
Um, you know, she likes to cut in the ground. She, you know, I knew she wouldn't disgrace herself. And I, you know, um, he, he sort of rang me up Thursday saying, oh, she's $41. I said, oh, well, he, he was pretty happy to have a look at it. So yeah. it, was, it was a really good result. It doesn't happen very often, um, you know, where things go to plan and, and it, mm. you know, get it right. But, you know, uh, it was great for Andrew too. Look, I've used quite a bit, um, you know, as an apprentice, he's he's always been a terrific kid, and uh, he had, he's had a wretched run. Yeah. Um, I think he's got to wrap himself up in bubble wrap and walk around the streets. I read the paper today that he, he had a broken arm, and then he got COVID, and then rain come, and Christ don't mighty. Even though he's got to start going to church, but something sort of yeah. changed for him. You know? his, his luck's got to change, hasn't it, Brad? Yeah. yeah. I thought but, I was unlucky. Yeah. Well, we were talking about yesterday, weren't we, Brad? And that margin for error in Sydney racing, because it's so competitive at this higher level, um, you, you need things to go right in races. You need to get the great rides. You need horses to get the right runs. Because if if things don't quite go your right your way, that's the difference between winning and losing most of the time. It is. We all um, we all have high expectations. We we go to the races. We want to see our horses run well and mm. and things like that. So you probably put a bit more pressure on yourself than you should. Like, you know, there's there's only one winner at every race, so it, it's very hard to do. And you know, the competition, you know, it's it's, um, it's not getting easier. It's getting stronger <laughs> and stronger. You know, like uh, you know, the prize money's going up, and so is the competition. Like, uh, which is great. I mean, mm. that's what it's all about. That's you know, that's how we get betting turnover, and um, that's how the money you know keeps coming in. So, yeah, look, it's a it's a fantastic period at the moment, and um, you know, like I when I first come to city thirty years ago, it was pretty tough. Um, you know, and you know, those are the days where. You know, you to, to get a winner in town, and you sort of to get money. They they bet. You know, it was betting proposition or prize money. Where now it's you know, it's, everyone's happy to go around for the prize money, and mm. um, you know, hopefully you get your turn. And it goes up to one hundred and fifty thousand per race from July one, and those minimum prize money increases filter right down through all levels of the sport from July one, which is fantastic. Just just finally, um, Brad, if I could just quickly, Queen Bellissimo. Probably didn't have the best of luck yesterday. She's been beaten less than a half length into four spot, and that sort of accentuates what we're talking about. Yeah, look, she, uh, you know, she obviously had to carry the weight there yesterday, mm. and um, you know, when it came up the last race, it probably wasn't ideal. You know, like she, Alicia, just said her wheels were spinning a little bit. Like she does handle it, but you know, when you're sort of carrying. Um, that sort of weight and on half, those yeah. sort of conditions, and, and you're up at the speed like she is. Like, uh, look, she never gave in. Um, she was only sort of caught late for second, and uh, yeah, look, another terrific run by her. Mm. And I'm sure, you know, it was a month between runs as well. She did have a trial in between, so look, I'm sure she'll come out of that, and, and um, you know, she's still in for a good preparation. Not going to aim too high for this yet. We just hopefully, you know, we can find the right benchmark races and um, just keep sort of progressing the fruit because I think eventually she, you know, um, she can definitely get some sort of black type around her. So, yeah, um, yeah I, th- I thought her run was terrific. And, you know, if you carry Alicia's saddle down to the, to the, um, the saddle them up when they're carrying 60 kilos, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot a lot of dead, dead weight, weight there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, 
Um, it's a workout in its own, mate, walking down the Yeah, well, I didn't want to get my son to carry the heavy saddles, but he wasn't there yesterday, so, you, you know, I, I had to do it. Fair enough. Hey, look, she ran great. There's a win for her very shortly, as was authentic Jill at Caulfield. I'm sure she's her turn in the winner's circle isn't far away. The stable's going great, Brad. Thanks so much for joining us this morning and hope that winning momentum continues. Yeah, good on you. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks, Brad. Brad Widdup having a great run out at Hawkesbury. Dino, before we go to a break, we'll call now for League Super Quiz on 13.53.53. A $100 cash card courtesy of Tab. Call now, 13.53.53. But Dino, you want to throw to the break with one of your favourites. The one that Zorba just sang, the Rugby League song. We've dug it up from 1981. Danny McMaster, take it away. So whether you're on the cricket ground, You give it some, you give some more, and you really give your all. Playing rugby league football, it's the greatest game of all. Oh, there's nothing like the spectacle of a test match in full roar. The putters panel. Boom, boom, battle. Two heavy eight runs with Sam Clipper and the board have been excellent. John him again tomorrow. Lightly raised Gulliver. Perform well in high weight, which has been his last two. Boom, boom, Basil each way. Boom, boom, Basil lifting. Two good wins the highway. And have also been taken by trials of 16, Madam Pomeray. Madam Pomeray ridden right out. It's going to win it quite comfortably at the end. The putters panel. Friday morning, Racing HQ. doing? I'm taking a washing machine to the car for a customer. Well, you've never done heavy work before. Oh, now I know why. Do you know what washing machines weigh, Mum? Way too much. Phew. Well, don't use Lano. Get free delivery from our professional drivers on select laundry appliances at Lee. But it won't last long. Neither will Lionel. Free delivery on <laughs> selected laundry appliances right now at Bingley. Australian family owned for 65 years. Conditions apply. Now this is value. Keen racing fans, you can now purchase a general admission winter season pass for all race days held at Royal Ramwick and Rosehill Gardens from Saturday 28th of May until Saturday 10th of September. The best part, it's only $79. This includes entry to key group race day, such as Wink Stakes Day, Chelmsford Stakes Day and Run to the Rose Day. Race away those winter blues and book your winter season pass now at theracers.com.au. Very funny, guys. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Let me in the car. Get in. <laughs> While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock yep, again. Yep, real fun. Tab, long may we play. Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Hero of the Giro in the Mali Rosa. It is Henley on the brink of Australian cycling history. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show. League Super Quiz time. Dino and courtesy of our good friend Wayne 106. 106, correct. I need this one big Producer time, Producer Steve in studio with a coin toss. Heads, Dino. please, Steve. Heads it is. What I'll do, Ray, is I'll mm. go first and I'll post a score for you to chase. You're opening the batting. So that would mean you, Trent, are you there? Yeah, I am. Thanks, Dean. Let's rip in, champion. Right on, mate. Which club 
has the most club memberships in 2021? Uh, South. No, it's actually Parramatta. South are right up there, Trent. You, you, you're close, but Parramatta, who have 32,000. We're one of them. 376. The Eels going great guns. Mm. None from one, Trent. Let's get this one right. Where was Rabideau's fullback, Latrell Mitchell, born? Was it A, Tamworth, B, Tun Curry, or C, Tari? Tari. Correct. Yes. Yeah, well done, mate. Mm. One from two. And let's get into question three. Uh, who was leading the Dally M Awards voting after 11 rounds? Was it Isaiah Yo, A, B, Ryan Pappenhausen, or C, Nico Hines? Isaiah Yo. Correct. Yeah, well done. Well done, Solid. Trent. Two yeah. from three. Thanks. Okay, you're on the ball. A good score. Yeah, correct. We will go now from Trent to Peter, who's playing with me. Peter, good morning. Good morning. How are you feeling, Pete? We need two to tie, three to win. You confident? Not real. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll give it our best shot. Best of luck, Pete. Question number one. How many Dallium Awards did Jonathan Thurston win? How many Dallium Awards did Jonathan Thurston win? I'll go Thurston? three. Oh, bad luck. He won four. I wouldn't have known that, Dana. 05, 07, 14, and 15. How the great he, JT. Four what a player. Wow. What a player. Okay, Pete, we need this one. It's multiple choice. Question number two. Which club did New Zealand international Nigel Vanganar, Vanganar, Dino? Well, I think it's Vanganar. Vanganar, play the most NRL games for? Peter, A, was it Auckland? B, Canterbury? C, Cronulla? I'll go for A, Auckland. Yeah, it was B, Canterbury. Bad luck, Pete. No worries. Okay, we'll go back to Trent. Trent, congratulations. Your score of two was enough to win the $100 cash card courtesy of Tab, Trent. Oh, thanks, boys. Good on well you, Well done, mate. mate. Hey, Trent, stay on the line. We'll get all your details and we'll get that $100 cash card out to you very quickly. Coming up next, it's our good friend Jared Daffy with today's Life Lesson. And now, Jared Daffy. Jared, good morning. Good morning to you both, and of course, congratulations to Dean. Yeah, they thanks, said it Jared. Would never last. <laughs> exactly. What did How someone? Wrong they were. What did someone say, you, Jared, about having the support of the Shane board? from Butterham <laughs> says, "Hey guys, for theme songs, it would be I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Given your anniversary is today, and you guys should have quote unquote endless love. Just so beautiful. Shane, what are you doing? <laughs> That's from Shane. <laughs> Jared, I don't know about that. And what about this one, right? Manly Man Al. Yeah. Congratulations on your two-year partnership. You've got the full support of the board. <laughs> you know what that means, don't you, Jared? <laughs> See you later, Dean. Exactly. Or Ray. Yeah, probably me, I reckon. <laughs> hey, Jared, today's life lesson, mate. Why do birds bob their heads when they walk? Don't know. And I can see you visualising it. <laughs> I am they, do. Yeah. they all do. <laughs> they all do. But no other animal does. Do we have an I've answer been, for I've that, been... Jared? Do we have an answer for that? No, I have no idea. <laughs> that's why, why I'm putting it to you. We'll contemplate that while you give us the odds for today's <laughs> final two games of round 12 in the NRL, Jared. Uh, pretty similarly priced, these two matches today, and there's been interest in both outsiders. The Bulldogs uh, touched 255 at one stage. They're into $2.40. Uh, St. George Illawarra at $1.58, a line of three and a half points, and a terrific betting game. Second up today, Canberra two dollars sixty, Parramatta a dollar fifty, 
a line there of five and a half points. We've updated the premiership market on the results so far this weekend. Penrith, $2.60 now. Melbourne, 4 At $9, we've got Parramatta and the Roosters. Brisbane into 13 Cronulla, 13 Cowboys, 17 And the rest are 21 or better. State of origin, Jared. Yeah, uh, well, we changed this around uh, earlier in the week, or actually during last weekend, bearing in mind all of the injuries to New South Wales. It hasn't moved at all this week. Currently, New South Wales, $1.52, Queensland, $2.55, and a line there of 4.5 points. And at those prices, we're actually seeing pretty good interest both ways. So still got a week and a half to go. But Queensland, where they want to be... Um, as the outsiders, New South Wales rightly favourites, and of course we're just all waiting for the uh, the Dean Ritchie pay spray. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. Not happening again. It'll come. Hey, Jerry, before we go to only after we've yeah. after we've won. <laughs> before we go to the AFL, I can't remember this. This is from Daryl from Kingaroy. Um, he said, "Do you remember the song Hey Hey with the Broncos' by the Ipswich Connection of Alfie Kevy and Kerrod Walters back in 1992? I do. Within four days of its release, it apparently went to number one on the Queensland music charts and knocked off Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, that. one of the greats, Achy Breaky Heart. Great days for music back then. <laughs> Golden era. Can you remember that one?" Um, Jared, the hey hey with no, the Broncos. No, I'll tell you what I can remember because uh, mm-hmm. I was only a little tacker, uh, and it's to do it's the same theme. Um, sporting people uh, making records in mm-hmm. those days. Lionel Rose oh, made a yeah, song called he, "Thank You." He did, which got to number one. It was a massive hit, wasn't it? Yeah. It was in the early seventies. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh, you're right. And do you remember my song about um, the Aussies? Here come the Aussies in the '72 Ashes tour. Yeah, I do. Oh, thank I God do. someone does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's been some beauties. <laughs> Jerry, Come on, Aussie. Come on, Aussie's yeah. going to take a bit of beating. Yeah, no, it's, it's a clubhouse leader by a mile. Hey, Jared, some huge games today in the AFL. None bigger than Collingwood versus Carlton at the G. Now, well, first up, we've got a shorty. St Kilda, $1.10 uh, to beat North Melbourne at $7. A line there, 40 and a half points. Now, Collingwood on Monday morning, it looked a good price. Uh, well, it is now. $3.30 they were, or 20-point start. They're at a two twenty-five. Mm. Carlton, $1.65, and a line there of 7.5 points. And as you would know, Ray, these two sides, or these two clubs, just to test each other. Mm. And normally, the form doesn't mean anything at all when they play, because you can get a rather bizarre result. But big, big move for Collingwood there. And they're tip, game tipping 80,000-plus today too, Jared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Port Adelaide a dollar thirteen, Essendon six dollars, a line of thirty-four and a half points. And I just want to mention the flag. Bearing in mind uh, Melbourne got towed up yesterday uh, by Fremantle. Mm. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, they're just out slightly to two dollars fifty. Brisbane got out of jail. They were five goals behind in the first quarter. Uh, they're five dollars still. So I guess. What that means is uh, some of these other sides might have a realistic hope. Richmond yeah. are into 10, Fremantle into 12, Geelong are 12, Carlton 13, uh, Sydney 15, St Kilda 18 and the Bulldogs 19. So it's been a fascinating round already with uh, Melbourne, that winning run coming to an end. That was bizarre, wasn't it? Because they um, kicked 13 of the last 14 goals, Fremantle, and held know, Melbourne and to Melbourne one goal in the second any, half. Yeah. They couldn't do anything at all about it. Yeah, uh, and you know, Fremantle have won... Practically all of that, all of those games without uh, Nathan Fife, yeah. which is a scary Their thought. Best player, yeah. Jared, yeah. uh, NBA French Open, NBA today, uh, Miami Boston, 
and Miami are $2.25 there at home. Boston $1.67. As we know, the Warriors, Golden State Warriors, are already through. They're going to have the benefit of a few extra days off when we get the final series underway. They're $1.50. Boston for Miami at $6.50. And the French Open, well, Igor Swiatek was $1.80 before things got underway, which was short. Well, she's a whole lot shorter now, mm. $1.33. Dropping like flies yeah. in the women's. Uh, draw Amanda Anasimova at 11, uh, Coco Goff at 15, the rest are 21 or better. And the men's is fascinating because the three that have headed the market since it first went up Novak Djokovic at 250, Rafael Nadal 375, Carlos Alcaraz at 375, they're all in one half of the draw. Mm. I think um, Rafa and Djokovic will meet each other in the quarters if it uh, all goes according to Hoyle. And then the other side, we've got uh, Stefana Tsitsipas at 6, Medvedev at 17. So um, been a lot of focus on the tennis this week as we get into the second round. Of course, we've got live betting on all of those matches. Hey, Jared, you sound right back to your fighting fit best now, mate. Yeah, I'm not far off it. Mm. Um, yeah, like I said last week, um, the, the big issues I have going forward is my lungs because... Um, if you get COVID in your lungs, it can do some pretty serious damage, particularly long-term. But thankfully, I'm coming out the other side. So hopefully, you've got me for a few more weeks. Oh, we're talking a few more years if they if they keep <laughs> us on, which is always a concern. Hey, Jared, thanks so much. Thanks, we'll talk Jared. next week. See you, guys. See you, pal. There's Jared Daffy with today's Life Lesson and all things sporting odds. Our next guest will be slightly disappointed, but got to give credit where credit's due. Real Madrid, particularly their goalkeeper, incredible, winning 1-0 against Liverpool in the Champions League final. Phil Moss, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Morning, Bulldog. Morning to all our listeners. Yes, coming to you live and exclusive from Melbourne. I was at the uh, A-League Grand Final last night. Um, but yeah, let's talk Champions League mm-hmm. first. It's uh, very, very disappointing in a season that... Um, Promised so much, it's still delivered two cup uh, trophies, of course. But I think the, the credit must go to Real Madrid, really, Carlo Ancelotti. Um, quite remarkable what he's uh, been able to do with uh, Real Madrid at his um, second time of coming. Well, well, they were fantastic, weren't they, Jared, in terms of their defence? Because every time we looked up while on the show, it looked like Liverpool were just storming the goals. But the Real Madrid goalkeeper was, you, you couldn't pass him. No, that's right. Couture pulled off some uh, some amazing saves. Probably the, the best two from uh, Mane and Salah. Uh, Mane in the first half when Liverpool were on top. Um, he pushed one onto the post, which was a really defining moment. I just thought at that stage we were we were on top um, and we dominated the first half um, pretty much from start to finish. But uh, that save really, um, I, I thought, kept Raul in the game because mm. if we went ahead then, I thought we could have really pushed on and uh, and punish them, but uh, not to be. That's what goalkeepers are paid to do, keep the ball out of the net. And he did that uh, excellently. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he really catapulted, I guess, uh, Real Madrid to a um, a, a record-extending 14 uh, UEFA yeah. Champions League titles, which is just remarkable. Uh, Mossy, back home, you were there last night. John Aloisi, he's arrived as a championship-winning coach. Validation. Is what it is, Bulldog. Uh, you know, he had two stints, Melbourne Heart um, and Brisbane Raw. Um, Brisbane Raw, I still think he did a good job up there, considering uh, what the, the cards that he was dealt. Um, but um, last night was validation for, for Johnny, and obviously he had some health issues when he uh, when he left Brisbane as well, um, open heart surgery, and um, and spent some time in the media, and then went overseas and, and further educated himself as a manager. 
And he got the opportunity with Western United taking over for Mark Rudin in his first season. He's taken them to a grand final. They've got no home ground. They've got no training mm. base. And uh, I think this will be the springboard for a club like Western United to really go new places. They've got plans uh, and, and a new stadium coming. Um, I think this will help fast track that. And also great to see so many West United fans at the stadium last night down here in Melbourne. Um, you know, we've seen them play in front of some pauper crowds during the season, particularly in Ballarat. But uh, there's West United fans out there. There's a base to, to build upon. And I think last night will um, will help fast track that, as I said. Yeah, great scenes post-match, weren't there, Mossy? And, and no doubt Johnny Aloisi was a, a popular winner because he is a popular figure in Australian football. But I can't help but think Melbourne City was just a bit flat last night, Mossy. They were, right? And uh, I, I think you can trace it back to the Asian Champions League campaign when they were uh, in the hub over there um, in Asia and playing uh, a lot of games in a short space of time. Um, steaming conditions, um, high humidity, high heat. And uh, I don't think they've been the same since they came back extra okay. time last week against Adelaide. I don't think will have helped them. And they were flat last night. Um, there's no doubt about that. But uh, West United really capitalised on that. They had a fast start. They got that uh, go-ahead goal, albeit an own goal off Nuno Race in the, in the second minute. Uh, but Prijevic was absolutely outstanding. He's proven himself to be a, a great foreigner in our league and, um, and a big game player. And West United really put the, the, the foot to their throat early and, uh, and didn't let up. Mossy, do you think the A-League can use last night and, and the whole week to springboard mm. you know, into next season? Yeah, I do, Bulldog. I, I, look, Danny Townsend came out and um, and you know said that the reason that they had the All-Stars Barca game in grand final week, which was, um, you know, it, it wasn't met with popular opinion on, on social media, but he said he, he wanted to make it a, a festival of football this week. And, and I... Tick, tick, tick for me. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. The the All-Stars game on, on Wednesday night up in Sydney against Barca. Um, the A-League All-Stars showed that the, the competition has got quality players. Uh, of that, there's no doubt. Um, and then I thought that, um, that that sort of flowed into last night. There was a great atmosphere at the ground. Was it full? No, it wasn't. Was that disappointing? Yes, it was. Um, but uh, I, I just think this week has shown everyone that the A-League is, is far from done. And uh, and I think we've got um, you know some really exciting times ahead. I was sitting there last night with some of the the big wigs of the of the league and and the APL. And um, when you listen to the planning going on behind the scenes and the money that's in the bank um, and and how it's going to be spent wisely, um, I, I think we've got some really exciting times ahead. Speaking of exciting, one of the the biggest games in. European football is on tonight. Huddersfield versus Nottingham Forest, Mossy. Yeah, we've. Uh, I mean, I've got a soft spot for both clubs. Um, you know, Nottingham Forest, Craig Johnson. Um, oh, yeah. You know, sort of launched his career over there, didn't it? Um, a beautiful book, Walk Alone. If uh, if any listener hasn't read that, get hold of it. Um, the John O story and. Um, so there's a soft spot for them, but also for Huddersfield, Aaron Moy obviously spent a lot of time there. So, um, you know, I'd like to see the club. I think it would be an absolute fairy tale if Nottingham Forest get up um, overnight. But um, I, I do think Huddersfield are probably favourites. I'm not sure what the bookies are saying, but um, I'm going to tip Huddersfield either way. I just think they'll, uh, they're in the Premier League more recently. And I think they'll uh, they'll know how to get that job done. But uh, it, it's an amazing game that just captures the imagination of everyone with uh, with what's at stake. It's like, Mossy, just stay on the line for our Brisbane and Queensland listeners. They're about to go to pass the post now. Um, 
you can stay listening in Queensland. We've got a great interview with Steve Renoff coming up after 9 o'clock news as well. You can listen on the app or on the internet. Mossy, just back to that Huddersfield-Nottingham Forest game. This is to get promotion into the Premier League. Uh, I've read it. It's probably the most um, potentially lucrative game in world football. Can you just explain that to us? Yeah, I think it's seven, uh, 470 million um, euros. Like, it's just remarkable. And, I mean, that talks to, uh, you know, going up to the Premier League and, and what's at stake with, with TV rights and, and you know, commercial um, partnerships obviously go to a whole new level when you uh, when you get to the Premier League. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those games that can, um, you know, really sustain a, a, a club's viability for, for the long term and obviously you want to be playing on the biggest stage and mm. um, the Premier League is it it's uh, the highest profile league in the world it's um, arguably the most exciting league in the world yep. and uh, you know for these smaller clubs um, you know when you get the likes of uh, the Liverpools the Manchester City's coming to your ground it's the most amazing atmosphere it, it can be a much smaller crowd than the big uh, the big stadiums um, but, gee, the atmosphere is just brilliant. It'd be fantastic. Well, do we do a Mossy's multi? Um, I haven't got one. Well, actually, I have got one. Um, I, and I'm just it's going to be a correct score for Huddersfield, okay. Nottingham yep. Forest. So we're just going to go with uh, with 2-0 um, to Huddersfield. And I'm going to go with um, over 10 corners for Huddersfield. Okay. Uh, for the game, sorry. All right, 2-0 for, for Huddersfield to win and 10 corners in the match. That's that promotion match potentially for either Huddersfield or Nottingham Forest tonight. Hey, Mossy, as always, terrific wrap on the world of football, particularly the European Champions League final. Real Madrid won Liverpool nil and the A-League final, grand final last night, Western United 2, Melbourne City nil. Thanks so much, Phil. Yeah, pleasure, Ray. And just throw in there, Jose Mourinho. Uh, he's back. He won the uh, the Europa Conference League with Roma in his first uh, first season, one 0 against Feyenoord. So great to see him uh, lifting a trophy again. Great character of world football. Terrific, Jose Mourinho back as Mossy just said. Hey, Mossy, thanks so much, mate. Take care, guys. There's Phil Moss talking the world of football. Here's the news. Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. The leaders of France and Germany have urged Russian President Vladimir Putin to hold serious direct negotiations with Ukraine's president on how to bring the war to an end. The BBC's Joe Inwood reports it was their first three-way conversation since March. This war has created alternate realities. To read the Kremlin's report of the call between Presidents Putin and Macron and Chancellor Scholz, Russia is engaged in a peacekeeping mission in Ukraine, but with the evidence of all independent observers. There are multiple credible reports of war crimes carried out by Russian forces. Despite that, the fact that the two most powerful leaders in the EU are holding direct talks with Russia's president is significant. Their call for a diplomatic solution, even as Russian forces advance in the Donbass, is not supported by all Western allies who fear it could put pressure on Ukraine to cede territory in return for peace. Deputy Nationals leader David Littleproud has confirmed he's launching a tilt for the party leadership. The Queensland MP will try to topple Barnaby Joyce when the party meets tomorrow. He'll be up against former Veterans Minister Darren Chester. The number of young doctors choosing to become GPs has plunged to its lowest level in more than five years. Zach De Silva has the story. Figures from the College of General Practitioners show just under 1,400 medical grads applied 
required to study general practice in the latest intake. Nine newspapers report that's a 30% drop from nearly 2,000 applications in 2017. The college is warning we're at risk of running out of GPs. A 2019 Deloitte report found the nation could be more than 9,000 doctors short by 2030. Experts say the drop is driven by a combination of poor conditions and a lack of GP academics at universities. A group of infectious diseases experts is pushing for more action from the World Health Organisation and national governments on a growing monkeypox outbreak. While the disease is not as transmissible as COVID, the scientists want guidance on isolation and prevention to be clearer. They argue we need to learn from the early days of the COVID pandemic. A second man has been charged over the shooting death of a young woman on the Sunshine Coast. 25-year-old Phoebe McIntosh died in hospital after being found with gunshot wounds to her head. A 30-year-old has already been charged over the incident. An Australian woman has set a new world record with her 96-day solo sailing voyage around Antarctica. 37-year-old Lisa Blair set sail from Albany and WA in February, travelling more than 30,000 kilometres. It's the fastest circumnavigation of Antarctica ever. She says it was her second attempt. This journey and, and reaching dry land after not just doing it once, but sailing around Antarctica twice, nearly dying, and then finally being as successful is, um, you know, so overwhelming. And nearly 1,400 people have gathered in North Yorkshire to set a new record for the largest crowd of vampires on the 125th anniversary of the publishing of Bram Stoker's Dracula. This is Air News. Western United won the A-League Grand Final as it overcame a Melbourne rival for the second time in as many weeks, as Air Sports' Graham Davis reports. Western United won the A-League title in only its third season, defeating Melbourne City 2-0 with both goals coming in the first half. The fastest goal in Grand Final history arrived in the second minute when Rage headed the first corner of the game into his own net. United striker Priyavich had scored twice against Melbourne victory in the 4-1 semi-final win and in the 30th minute he found himself with room to smash the ball home after Kilkenny's shot rebounded into his path. United's defence stood firm against City's second-half pressure, holding out to reward Aloisi with his first trophy as a coach. Graham Davis in Melbourne, their sports. The Roosters defeated the Sharks 36-16 in the NRL. Coach Trent Robertson says it was a good night. I thought our style of play was really clear tonight. You can always nitpick, um, and we will, because that's what we do, but... Uh, overall, to come down here and, and, and play like that, that's a, that was a good step forward for us. Wins also to the Rabbitohs and Knights. And in the AFL, Fremantle have defeated the reigning Premier's Melbourne by 38 points. The Suns, Bulldogs, Cats and Lions also posted wins. Australian Independent Radio News. A Marcus Oldham Diploma of Equine Management can lead to meaningful and rewarding careers, both domestically and worldwide. Marcus Oldham's close links with industry and international relationships, which include study tours and work placements, provides graduates with the unique opportunity to secure equine careers across various disciplines, including horse health, marketing and business management. Turn your passion into a profession with a Diploma of Equine Management and visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au. Stop. Why not? 
are you doing? I'm taking a washing machine to the car for a customer. Well, you've never done heavy work before. Oh, now I know why. Do you know what washing machines weigh, Mum? Way too much. Phew. Well, don't use Lano. Get free delivery from our professional drivers on select laundry appliances at Bingley. But it won't last long. Neither will Lionel. Free delivery <laughs> on selected laundry appliances right now at Bingley. Australian family owned for 65 years. Conditions apply. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. With my 7-Eleven's fuel price lock, you could save on fuel. Lock in your best local 7-Eleven fuel price and redeem within seven days. Savings not guaranteed. Visit 7-Eleven.com.au for T's and C's. There's been a forecast smash in Oatlands. James Roost Drive just past Windsor Road. Two of the three eastbound lanes blocked. It's only the left one getting through. And a police operation in Redfern has Cleveland Street closed between Elizabeth Street and Young Street in both directions. There is a diversion in place. Right now at Snooze, Velocity members save up to 40% off selected products plus earn double Velocity points. Hurry, sale ends today. Exclusions, T's and C's apply. I'm Tim Govers, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. Sydney today, mostly sunny, heading for a top of 19. Melbourne, partly cloudy and 15. Lovely day in Brisbane, sunny and 23. Perth, partly cloudy, 18 degrees. Adelaide has showers increasing in 19 degrees. Morning fog in Hobart, just 14 degrees is the top today there. Darwin, humid but mostly sunny, heading for a top of 31 degrees. And the nation's capital, Canberra, waking up to a coolish morning, just 4 degrees at the moment, but heading for a top of 14 degrees in Canberra. Milford out the back corner. Oh, that is silky smooth. Edric Lee over for the try for the Knights. This crowd is back. They're on their feet and their Warriors are going to the NBA Finals of Kings. It's all over and Joseph Manu puts an end to this contest and the Roosters finally are going to just three years after they were admitted into the A-League, Western United have won the A-League Championship. Absolutely extraordinary. Ryan gave it to Johnston. Alex Johnston goes into the record books. The all-time leading try scorer for the Rabbitohs. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the big sports breakfast weekend. And welcome back to our final hour. Very shortly, we'll talk to our legend of the game today, the man they called the Pearl, Steve Renoff. What a player, Denner. What a centre he was. What a try-scoring machine. Yeah, he certainly was poultry oh, in motion. Great wasn't he? to watch, Just yeah. a lovely, lovely running style. Oh, he's great to he watch. You could yeah. find the trial line. He certainly could. Tanya will come on with her sports update as usual. Phil Buzz Rothfield will join us a little later in this hour. Plenty of NRL news from the great man Buzz. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on our open line 135353, SMS 0419767272. Our sport topic today is great theme songs. Getting plenty of people contributing to great sporting theme songs. Dino? Yeah, morning, Ray, Bulldog and Tanya. Bulldog, I heard during the week you have a great singing voice. How about I tee up Robbie Dolan and you to join in a duet on next season's The Voice. Glenn, your busiest talent manager. Producer Steve's shaking his head. I'm not sure about that. He wants ratings to go up, not down. (laughs) I mean, I can give you a song, but I'm not sure it would really help with the ratings. Can, Can you sing? 
Oh, not really, no. Just <laughs> in the shower, like most of us. You sound like you're going. Or a bit of air guitar. You sound like you want to do it. Or a bit of air guitar if no one's watching. <laughs> Can you imagine Dino with the air guitar producers? <laughs> Nothing wrong with an air guitar, right? We better move on. Dino, our next guest. Can I run some stats past you? Brisbane Broncos played 183 games, scored 142 tries. Played 59 games for Wigan, scored 43 tries. 242 games at club level for 185 tries in total. Played for Queensland, 13 games, scored four tries. Played 11 games for Australia, scored 12 tries. What a player. He was a four-time premiership winner at the Broncos and he was named in Australia's Indigenous Team of the Century from 1908 to 2007. An Indigenous round, Dino. We thought we'd get on Steve Renoff. The great Steve Pearl Renoff. Pearl. Hey, how are you guys? Do you air guitar? (laughs) (laughs) If no one's watching. If no one's watching, they just say in the shower, we all have a thing, don't we? And what would you air guitar to, Pearl? Oh, I love a bit of Akkabaka. Oh. That, Steve, that's what um that's what Dino'd be doing, be A C D C wouldn't you, yeah. Dino? Couple of those Malcolm riffs, eh? Oh yeah, definitely. No, <laughs> one of my favourites. Hey Steve, look, thanks so much for joining us. And it's timely too because obviously with Indigenous Round, which I think has been really embraced by the, the NRL public and indeed the wider public itself and and every game that I've seen so far, Steve, I haven't been able to see all the games, but there's been a different element to the Indigenous round that that game has brought. What have you noticed, Steve? Yeah, mate. We obviously uh, being up here. Um, you know, I went to Brisbane the other night and watched a couple, as you say, on TV. And I think that's what it's all about, especially this week. Mm. You know, being Reconciliation Week, it's around um, you know not Indigenous people, just just even by the presentations by the different clubs, um, the, the 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 things that you can learn and, mm. and just see and listen to to the speakers about and. And that's what it's about. It's, it's, it's about just, just learning and appreciating, you know, uh, the style of footy that the boys bring, you know, uh, over the years and the girls to, to, to rugby league. Mm. There was one speaker last night on that theme that you were talking about, Stephen, and this lady was saying that we about respect for both cult, for every culture, respect for your fellow man and woman. Gee, it resonated with me, and I'm sure it resonates with a lot of people because if... If everything is born from respect, geez, the world would be a, a nicer place, Steve, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's just, it is, and that's, that's the exact word. I, if I get asked around respect, any acknowledgement, then the respect, and, mm. and just just understanding. To be honest, and um, you look, the NRL, I've got to say, do a great job. Yeah, Pearl, we should never, I guess, forget or overlook the incredible influence that the Indigenous have had over or on rugby league mm. for so many years. It's just yeah. been a a tradition that has lived through eras and generations and the great South Sydney players and yeah. you go back to Balmain, the, the, the Larry Corowers and, and Arthur Beats yeah. Arthur Beats and the list goes on. Steve Renoff. But yes. It's an incredible list and the game is so lucky to be so blessed with so many Indigenous players over so many years. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's, you know, we talked about this um, the other night as well, and you know the history, obviously Yardy, and uh, you mentioned Larry Coro. You know what? A, what? Mm. A, what? He talk about try scorers. He he, he did all okay. Um, <laughs> you know, and and I can still remember guys. You know, Percy, not Steve Aller. He was one of my favourites. Zip Zip, great player. The zip Zip yeah. man. So yeah, look, plenty. And there's and there's you know the, the I talk about the 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 percentage of Indigenous players in the game today, and I, it's great to see. You mm. know, if they 
uh, you know, with the recruiting and, um, you know, the boys can play rugby league. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, Steve, I know people like yourself didn't and don't play the game for individual awards, but being named in Australia's Indigenous Team of the Century from 1908 to 2007, that must be right up where, up there with oh. everything you achieved in the game. Yeah, it is, you know. It's, um, it was very humbling, but... You know, it's it's one of those things, and you know the you know they do these things, but that that is very special, I, mm. I must admit. And um, you know, to, to to see some of the players that are in that team, and um, you know, it's just an honour to, to even be thought about. Hey, Pearl. Obviously, uh, New South Wales has been picked at six thirty tonight, Queensland tomorrow morning. Are you expecting any any bolters? Have you got a rough side in your head that you think that? Uh, Billy Slater might run with. Yeah, look, I I do, I do. I, I think some of them, you know, even as they say, they pick themselves, especially with, with some of their form at the moment. I'm, um, look, I I threw young Salwan Cobbo. I I mentioned him early about being in there, and then I sort of thought, oh, maybe aiding man if he's going to do anything. But um, geez, on fights, but he's mm. very hard. It's just it's just that experience side that that he might not get over the line with that, but um. You know, I, 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 he'd be my only bolter. Him and um, uh, Reuben Cotter. How good's he been going? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes with yeah. guys like Selwyn, um, Pearl, you, it, when they're young and they're in form and they're playing with yeah. so much freedom, you just think, you know what? Let them loose. Mm. Exactly, and I think that's what they might go with. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see. But um, you know, obviously Xavier Coates is, is going well. I mean, if you look at the wingers, and you know, I, I don't know. What other people think about that? Corey Oates has been, had a great year, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and you know you got to remember all that experience he's got. That's another thing. But um, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Well, the one player who will definitely be there is your number six, Cameron Munster. And yeah. I said to Dino earlier, Steve, any football team that's got Cameron Munster in it is going to be hard to beat. And he he was in brilliant form um, in the Storms win over Manly on Thursday night, and yeah. he's the X factor player for the for Queensland. Yeah, he is, and we all know what he can do. And you know, he he loves he obviously loves this time of the year as well. And you know, he's um, the Melbourne Melbourne have been going great. Um, he's had some absolute blinders, and so you know, it, yeah, he's obviously the, the pick there. And you know, obviously, um, Daly Cherry Evans. Yeah. Um, Skipper, obviously, I think, and I think it's we still always seem to have good backs. I, I mean, I, in a way, we're light on on the centres. I think Dane Gay guy and Val, Val Holmes. I think they're doing enough. Um, Val Holmes had a really good year at centre. And Gagai Superman when he goes, when he puts oh, okay. on the Queensland jumper. Well, you know what you were going to get yeah. from him, don't, don't you? He's yeah. unreal. Hey, Pearl, I guess we have to ask you. It was pretty unfortunate few days for the Broncos in terms of the Payne Haas drama. Yeah, yeah. You know, personally, I made my thoughts clear earlier that I think it was a, a, a lack of respect from Payne to do that to his teammates, but that's just my opinion. Where do you stand on the situation? I, look, look, honestly, look, if that's the case, and that was his words, and I, I haven't looked too far into it, but I'm hearing a lot about his new management. and Yes. Um, when you see a lot of this come out in, in the media, I seem to think these days, half the time those boys wouldn't know too much about that. I think it's just managers who come out and, and say yeah. a lot of this stuff. And they sort of... But then the pressure gets heaped back on the player. And I think that's really unfortunate. Um, uh, you know, I know Payne loves to join here. And, 
with things turn around and uh, yeah, at the club, um, I can see what his manager's trying to do, but it just doesn't paint mm. paint in, in a in a good light, does it? No, yeah. and the, and the crowd sort was, of booed him on was, Friday night, which was unfortunate. But oh, I just yeah. don't like that. I was I was at the game, and <coughs> I, was, I was a bit disgusted, to be honest. And that sort of thing, I thought, well, they, you know, and look, footy fans sometimes they do they have short memories, unfortunately, but. He's carried us through the through mm. the tough times. He's been our number one player. Yeah. Well, on the positive side, see, we just mentioned the Broncos. You must be enjoying their revival. Five on the bounce now. They're going great under Kevy Walters. But also the Cowboys. I was at the Penrith game yeah. on Friday night. And I know the scoreline says 22-0, but I mentioned to Dino earlier, the Cowboys weren't far off. They had much less ball, and their defence was fantastic in the second half when Penrith seemed to dominate territorially. It's great to see both teams in the top four, going great guns for Queensland football. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, this goes when they talk about origin, when, you know, when the, you know, but two of the three Queensland sides and, you know, the coast are a little bit off the mark at the moment, mm-hmm. are playing good footy. That all goes well for the Queensland origin. So um, when, you, when you've got a lot of boys confident, uh, Queensland is confident and, and uh, you know, they're up in the in the top of the ladder, around the top of the ladder, it's, uh, that means you're going to have a good origin team. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Pearl, it might be a cliched question, but I'm just interested to know, who was the most natural player you played with or against? The bloke who you looked at and thought, you know what, this bloke was just born to play rugby league. Who would you pick? Oh, you know what? Um, and I've got to be, because I played, I played schoolboys against him um, when when I was in the Queensland Open Schoolboys and Brad Clyde, yeah, what a yeah, terrific answer! Player. What a yeah. what a player machine. and what what an athlete! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Changed the way back rowers played, Pearl. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh, he, he did, and I you know I got to play at every level with him, and and as I said, I played against him when we were seventeen, and he was no different. He was he was an absolute standout and just a machine. I always thought, Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong, that. As good as Clyde he was, and he was one of my all-time favourites, mm. he probably just doesn't get that recognition yeah. in the highest echelon where I think he belongs. Why is that? Maybe yeah. injuries, yeah. potentially. Well, why is that, Steve, you think? Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, Clyde in his personality-wise was, was pretty quiet. I mean, but, you know, it, um, I don't know whether had that had much to do with it. He stayed away from the media. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, he's such a lovely person as well. And, mm. um but yeah, I, I, I like you. Guys, I always raided him. Mm, <laughs> yeah, probably number one in that position. So I don't know what else went on there, with, especially with, with you know um, his profile in that. Laurie Daly always says he was the best player mm, he ever played with. Yeah. So that's a fair rap, I guess, Steve. Yeah. But the Broncos, Pearl, six in a row. I mean, are yeah, fans good. entitled to dare to dream, or are we just being a little bit premature? Yeah. Look, I, I think. Especially, I'll go back to last week's game, and you know that was their, their fifth, fifth on the run, and that really sealed it for me that they've really turned a corner. Um, but you know, I knew they had this, had their other wins, but that one really confirmed to me that you know there's something happening there. There's a change, and they've really impressed me, the boys. And he looked even, even um, the other night, um, you know, with that, with Friday night. Mm. Um, you know, down 20 points, but they they found their way back. And look, in the past, go back the last couple of years, they would have just it would have been like, I might give up and they'll put the white flag up. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so they, they've turned a corner. Yeah, and they're good to watch, so they play a good brand of footy. Hey, Steve, before I let you go, might be an unfair question, but double battle one. Um, who wins the Origin Series? We might know the answer to that one. Who wins the 2022 Premiership? Oh, look, how, look, I just got to, I'll be very honest, i just say Penrith, because how good do they look, mm. to be honest? Um, I just think they're just playing so confidently, and we saw it where they played a good team. In the Cowboys the other night, we thought on the scoreboard it might even be closer, but what was that, 22-zip? It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. You got you can't go past the Penny Panthers. Yeah. And the origin? Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> 3-0 or 2-1? Two, one? No, 2-1. Two, one. Two, one. Two, oh, okay. I think we get to win it up here in Brisbane. Pearl, you're, you're softening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, a win's a win. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Steve, look, um, it's terrific honour to have you on the show uh, from Indigenous Round, one of the all-time great rugby league players, one of the all-time great Indigenous players. And um, very best of luck with your Broncos and Queensland origin. And I hope it's 2-1 in the Blues. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, guys. Thanks, Thanks a lot, so much. Steve. Thank There's you. the pool. Steve went off. What a player. Hey, Dino, I read out the Indigenous Australian Rugby League Team of the Century. I found it 908-2007. Listen to these names. That fullback, Eric Sims. On the wing, Lionel Morgan and Dale Shearer. In the centres, the pool and Greg Inglis. Imagine that. Laurie Daly at 5'8". JT, Jonathan Thurston, is your number seven. The front row, Bacco, Cochran, the great Artie Beetson in the second row, Gordon Tallis and Sam Thiday at lock. Your man, the great Cliffy Lyons on the bench, George Green, Wally MacArthur, Frank Fisher and John Ferguson. What a team, Dino. Yeah, I know. And that's from 08 to 2007. Oh, so, yeah, that's 15 years ago, yeah. Ray. So there's probably another five or six candidates who could charge into that side if they were to rename it today yeah. a wonderful wonderful history with indigenous players we're so lucky our game exactly listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend Tyler Schiller on starting out went and did a traineeship with Chris Haywood in Wagga when I was in year 10 and I was very grateful for Chris for getting me into the game because I didn't think anyone back in that time would give me a crack to be honest I was pretty rough at riding I wasn't very good at all but I came a long way once I got to Phil Sweeney's about three years later when I turned 17 or 18. 11am Monday on Racing HQ. Lionel, stop. What are you doing? I'm taking a washing machine to the car for a customer. Well, you've never done heavy work before. Oh, now I know why. Do you know what washing machines weigh, Mum? Way too much. Phew. Well, don't use Lionel. Get free delivery from our professional drivers on select laundry appliances at Bingley. But it won't last long. Neither will Lionel. Free delivery on selected laundry appliances right now at Bingley. Australian family owned for 65 years. Conditions apply. Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your winter workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with a huge range of pants, jumpers, jackets and boots. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. 
G'day, it's Sean Garlick here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas. After a couple of up and down weeks on the field, the Roosters pulled off one of their best wins of the season last night, defeating Cronulla 36-16 in the Shire. They led 20-0 at half time. Down 18-12 at half time, South Sydney exploded in the second half to beat the West Tigers 44-18 at Acor Stadium. Alex Johnson scored a hat-trick to become the greatest try scorer in South Sydney history. His 147 tries surpasses Nathan Merritt. And Newcastle beat the Warriors 24-16. Today, Canterbury and St George Illawarra play at 2. Canberra is home to Parramatta at 4.05. Meantime, Wigan beat Huddersfield 16-14 overnight in the Challenge Cup final at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. After just three years in the A-League competition, Western United won the grand final last night at Amy Park, defeating Melbourne City, who were looking to go back-to-back 2-0. The Green and Blacks were given no chance at the start of the season, not much more heading into the finals. It was John Aloisi's first grand final win as an A-League coach. Quetta, trained by Peter and Paul Snowden, won the Group 1 Doomben Cup at Eagle Farm yesterday. Hot favourite Zaki placed third. The Queensland derby was won by New Zealand three-year-old Pinarillo and Apache Chase was a popular local winner of the TAB Kingsford Smith Cup. Premiers Melbourne lost their first AFL game of the season last night. Fremantle beat the Demons 94-56, but they still hold top spot on the table. Brisbane are in second spot after a 110-96 win over GWS. In other results, Western Bulldogs 161 thrashed West Coast 60. Gold Coast 121 beat Hawthorne 54. Women's world number one, Iga Swiatek, increased her win streak to 31 matches as she beat Danka Kovinic to advance to the fourth round of the French Tennis Open. The Polish world number one will celebrate her 21st birthday in two days and is the only woman ranked in the top 10 to remain in the singles draw. On the men's side, Stefanos Tsitsipas through to the fourth round. Djokovic, Zverev and Nadal all play tonight. Leading 14-3, New South Wales looks set to record its first win over the Blues since 2015 in Super Rugby, but two late tries for the Auckland side saw them fight back to eventually win 2017. Western Force 27 defeated the Hurricanes 22, the Chiefs 35 over Fiji and Drua 34, and a big upset with Moana Pacifica 32 defeating the Brumbies 22. However, the Brumbies were into next weekend's quarterfinals. A big third quarter helped Collingwood in their super netball win over the Swifts last night. The Magpies winning 66-58, to souring Maddie Turner's 100th game celebrations for the Swifts. Another upset with the Queensland Firebirds defeating West Coast Fever 72-68. to Australia takes on Japan this afternoon at Homebush in the second of three women's basketball friendlies. The Opals won the first game on Friday night. The third match is in Newcastle on Tuesday night. It's a chance for some fresh names to impress selectors and push for a spot in the final World Cup team come September. Sydney's Cam Davis is in a tie for fifth after the third round of the Charles Schwab Golf Challenge in Texas this morning. At seven under, he is four behind the leader, Scotty Scheffler, who leads by two. 
Charles Leclerc has pole position for his home F1 Grand Prix in Monaco. Ferrari teammate Carlos Sainz is in second spot on the grid. Red Bull's Sergio Perez third and his teammate Leclerc's title rival Max Verstappen will start from fourth. Dan Ricciardo, who won in Monaco in 2018, is way down back on 14th. And Real Madrid are champions of Europe for a record 14th time, having beaten Liverpool 1-0 in the Champions League final this morning in Paris. The only goal coming in the 59th minute from Vinicius Jr. The Real goalkeeper was praised for an incredible game, thwarting Liverpool's attempts time and time again. Yeah, I'll have to to go back and watch that. I do like watching a good goalkeeper (laughs) and what they can do. Now, in the lead-up to the game, guys, it started 35 minutes late because the turnstiles at the Liverpool end became blocked by thousands of fans who unfortunately had purchased fake tickets. Oh, you're kidding. And they didn't work in the turnstiles. So you can imagine the kerfuffle and the number build-up of people trying to get in. Um, Drama. (laughs) Yeah, so they had to try and sort out the people that actually had genuine tickets because the majority of people there obviously thought that they did. How disappointing. Wow, going all the way to Paris. Bomb from Bomb to get there. Mm. As the numbers increased outside the stadium, police dispersed with tear gas to force them away from the stadium. You're kidding. Oh, it's not funny. It's just what a nightmare that would be. Did you ever watch The Simpsons? No. Happened on The Simpsons Did once. It? Homer went to the Super Bowl, but his ticket was a, a fake, yeah. a biscuit cracker. What did <laughs> he do? It's <laughs> great biscuit stuff. It's a very famous Simpsons episode. <laughs> Sorry, I could not but chuckle no, over that. No, no, those yeah. things are important, don't yeah. I? Now, um, <laughs> speaking of uh, uh, security issues, um, I don't know if you saw after Rafa Nadal won his third round match uh, a couple of days ago, or might have even have been yesterday. Why, money? He's standing there, getting his bag ready, mm. you know, to leave, and all of a sudden, there's this young kids standing right next to him who just bolted onto the court. He must have been about four or five, maybe. <laughs> and, and strangely enough, his name was Rafael as well. But, I mean, you know, Rafa was, was you know, yeah. polite and said, hello, little fella. And, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing here? I mean, so, I mean, he, someone came along and politely took the little kid yeah. back to um, his parents. Well, th- you think all those things would have been tightened up big time after the Monica, Monica Sellers. Yeah, I know, that's the first thing yeah. that comes to yeah. mind. I mean, not to compare a deranged knife wielder oh, no, with a young kid. kid. But I'm just saying but access to the court. Absolutely. Yeah. So a woman is standing there and the next minute there's this little kid standing yeah. next to him. It's incredible coverage. You should do yourself a favour. Yeah. Go and look for it. <laughs> Thanks so much, Tan. Dino, plenty of people want to have their say on the SMS and on the open line. Gary's been waiting patiently. He wants to talk about the bunker. Dino, Gary, good morning. Good morning, Tim. How, and, and, uh, Ray. how are you, Gary? Good, good. Thanks, Ray. Just on the bunker, Dean, you've got to keep keep it up, keep it up. Look, I understand you've got to keep them on their toes. But what they did in the Brisbane game, which I was very impressed with, the ref made a call and the bunker said, we looked at six angles. He didn't show the six. He said, we looked at six angles and we're going with the ref's call. And, and there was another one in that game where it was the captain's challenge. They looked at two angles, 10 seconds. He touched the ball, get on with the game. That's absolutely perfect. I just want to say this for the NRL. Their, their goal is one thing. How do we get the players to separate the game? That's all, they, that's all they've got to think about. And that's everyone. How do the players separate the game? If they can work that out, we've got the best team sport in the world without any doubt. I Just quickly on Canterbury. I want all Canterbury supporters to get out there today because we understand how the game looks like going forward now and it starts today. You'll be surprised how well they will play today and they'll be climbing up the ladder and never looking back.
that's my tip for the Canterbury supporters. Thanks for the call, boys. Good on you, Gary. Thanks, Gary. It should be a great day at Bill Moore. It yeah, always is out there. Yeah. Afternoon game. It's a bit of a throwback to the 80s when Bill Moore was heaving and the doggies were flying. So yeah. Important game for both clubs. You know what? Yeah. Gary's right, Ray. The, the, the competition needs Canterbury. There's such a big, mm. famous club. They've got so many members and such a passionate supporter base. I, I honestly believe that the, it's a mm. cliche, right? But the competition is better when the Bulldogs are flying. Well, Gary thinks they might turn around from today. Michael's on the line. Michael, good morning. Yeah, good morning, everyone. How are you, Michael? Thanks for waiting for us, mate. Yeah, um, just calling about um, sporting songs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sydney singer-songwriter Perry Keyes wrote a song back in the um, 20... Oh, no, what is it? 2007, sorry. The day John Sattler broke his jaw. It just paints the landscape of Sydney back in those days. And, Michael, hang on, I think we might have it. Henry's on the Botany Shore It didn't work the Saturday But John Sadler broke his jaw If it's high enough If it's long enough If it's straight between the posts Drink your beer but shed no tears For these days you miss the most How about that, Michael? Oh, it's a great song. It deserves <laughs> recognition, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm glad nah. you played a bit of it. So, um, no, nah, good on you, mate. It's a it's a great song, and it had Dino up dancing and doing a bit of air guitar. Bit of air guitar there, Michael. <laughs> the great on. old Frank Hyde. Thanks eh? so much, Michael. A couple of SMSs there too, Dino. Yeah, there's plenty coming in, right? Gee, it's been a, a great talk topic. Shame from Budrum though. Air guitar on the shower. Hey, bulldog. <laughs> oh well. We might cut it off there, I think. Shane, you know I can't read that out. Why do you send it in? He's got a good sense of humour. He's got one up a bit above, though, about Steve Renoff as well. Yeah, what does he say there, Ray? I love watching Steve Renoff play. He was such a smooth runner. Much like me, says Shane. He didn't look like he was running fast, but the difference was he was flying. He certainly was. Talk topic too, John Williamson's Wallaby song. Yep. Remember before the games, he'd play that yeah. when the Wallabies were flying? And he played True Blue, and he yeah. played Waltzing Matilda. How good was Waltzing Matilda? Yeah, How good absolutely. is Waltzing Matilda? Exactly. Yeah. Great stuff. Johnny Tapp has got a lot of starts here, right? Is there a song about Johnny Tapp? Or no, no. Did he, he sing a song? He, little Hondo made the top 40. He also had a Golden Sipper song. He I could sing, John. I don't recall. He was actually a great singer. He was a, a good... Well, producer Steve would know better. I've got no ear for music at all, but he, his song, Little Hondo, made the top 40 when Hondo Grattan was absolutely fine. How did it go? Um, little, oh, Mark, I think about it now. We'll go to an ad break and we'll try and find it in the okay. ad break. Listen to Dino and Ray in a big sports breakfast weekend. Hunter's post-mortem with Glenn Munsey. To qualify for the big dance, you have to run one, two. Dr. Drill at $11. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, Alias, uh, the Wagga Cup winner. Bandersnatch, the Tamworth Cup winner. Steely, the Gal- Goulburn Cup winner, all at 15. And if you're writing a film script about what's happening at the moment... Secret sounds. <laughs> just text in and you'll win a prize. Yeah. Oh. get the secret sounds. Oh. I'm, looking a- I'm looking after a dog. There's people ringing me on the phone. I'm trying to read a market out. If there's not a hidden camera in this room here, Where I don't know what is. Surely oh. there's a workman there That's somewhere. the only... No, it's too wet for oh. that, Dina. Get, oh, yeah. get a dog walker. Punters post-mortem. Monday, 9am. Racing HQ. 
Very funny, guys. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Dude, Let me in the car. Get in! While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win, or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock yep, again. Yep, real fun. Tab, long may we play. Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Hi, it's Matty Johns. Get your years of hard work recognised and get the qualification you deserve with the help of Skills Certified. Their partner RTOs assess your workplace skills and can turn them into a nationally recognised qualification through recognition of prior learning. It could open your career options, increase your salary or even get your promotion. Why spend unnecessary time and money when life has already qualified you? Take the free 60-second skills check now at skillcertified.com.au. Get your skills certified. A Marcus Oldham Diploma of Equine Management can lead to meaningful and rewarding careers, both domestically and worldwide. Marcus Oldham's close links with industry and international relationships, which include study tours and work placements, provides graduates with the unique opportunity to secure equine careers across various disciplines, including horse health, marketing and business management. Turn your passion into a profession with a Diploma of Equine Management and visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au. Deliciously flaky pastry on top of bottom, which is rolled extra thin, and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour, and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. You had one yesterday. I didn't? had one. I bought you, my you brother You partake of said product. It was beautiful too. Yeah. Chunky steak. Can you put sauce on it? Oh, smother it. Tomato sauce yeah. only? Yeah. Yeah, then I go for about a 3K walk <laughs> just to get it off, but it was beautiful. <laughs> Here's a thought, Ray. Take a night off from cooking and grab a... Garlow's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in the chilled meal section. If you can't find us, ask for Garlow's pies by name. Garlow's pies, they're thin on pastry, but they're big on meat. At Tarana, near Bathurst in the Midwest of the state, a little foal was born one day in 1968. They called him Hondo Bratton, and although he wasn't tall, it soon became quite clear he was the gamest of them all. The brown attracted Tony, the Turnbull of the West, who in the local trotting world is known as just the best. And Tony saw in Hondo a wonder horse to train, with a hut the size of Bathurst, lots of courage and a brain. Go, 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 you little beauty. Doing his best. Probably about 74, 75. I reckon our next guest might remember like I can. I remember like it was yesterday. Mum and Dad went and bought the little song for my brother and I. Phil Buzz Rothfield, good morning. Remember Go, 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 you little beauty, little Hondo? Yeah, I do, mate. I do. Uh, what a horse. Kids yeah. Trots were big in those days, mate. They were. Harold Park, Pale Face Adios, oh, Love Pale Face, Fish. yeah. He had what? a good voice, Tappy, didn't he, Buzz? Yeah, great man, John Tapp. Yeah, great so fellow. I'd tell, mm. tell you he's got a shocking voice. I actually turned you two off this morning in your second anniversary mm-hmm. when I heard Zorba sing. <laughs> that will dead set movie. And I was going to sing up up Cronulla, but I, oh, could, no. not, I could not bring it on your list. We, we, we've had a fair few um, text messages about up. Up Cronulla Buzz, so you might have to go and give us one chorus, of, Buzz. No, one I'm chorus, come on. Dog, I'm not going to do it. Just sing us one bit. Up, up 
Cronulla. Go on, go on. Boys in the black, white and blue. There you go. No, you weren't singing it last night, <laughs> though, Buzz. No. no, I wasn't singing it last night. Um, I'll tell you what was lovely, though, and I'll do it as a spot in the column. I went to Steve Maester's box, the Sharks chairman, and there were a couple of very, very special dads in that suite with their daughters. Now, Dave Warner has got home from the IPL, and his girls love rugby league. Uh, they were there, um, Mad Roosters fans. And sitting right next to him was the great Scoma. Mm. And he looked so relaxed with his daughter. And one was cheering Cronulla, one the Roosters. But it was just nice to, you know, see them there just enjoying a night of suburban footy. I saw Scobo on the telly mm. buzz. And next to Gal. We're not going to yeah. get political in the show. We never do. But no. I tell you what, he just looked like a bloke who was so... Almost relieved at the whole. Yeah. Good on It was all over, you know. He could get, get back to back. his life exactly. Yeah. yeah, he said that. I had a quick chat to him, and he it was not. He didn't have security around him. Everyone gave him some space, you know, because mm. he needed space after you know the four years he's been there. It was nice to see him just sit back, and same with Davey Warner. Mm. They really, really enjoyed it, you know, and it's great having people like them at the footy and enjoying it. Yeah, actually, if I drop a couple of names, I saw John Farragher at the footy on Friday night. Gee, he's, a, he's a great man. He might come on the show for us, Dino Sen. And, and the great Bill Ashurst was there. Had a quick chat with him. I couldn't understand a thing he said. But the great Bill Ashurst was there too, Buzz. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, eh? no, love it. Hey, Buzz, well, we, one thing we haven't done, Dino, is talk much about the Roosters because uh, I know you're a Sharkies fan, Buzz, but... Football first and foremost. The Roosters were brilliant last night. Yeah, they sure were. Look, I, I don't want to take anything away from them. It was a bad night for Cronulla. They're, they're, they're inconsistent. They're playing really well one week, then poor the next. But, look, the Roosters, I think, um, are timing their run. And last night, you know, with Tedesco out the back, I thought Kerry ran the football really well. And, you know, they're, they're, uh, Hargreaves, I thought, was outstanding in the front row. And, they're looking pretty good, the Chooks. I, I think they'll make the top four. Still got Radley to come back too, Buzz. Mm. Yeah, Radley to come back. Look, there's one player they've got, and I know they won't pick him tonight in Origin, but I reckon both states should pick a, a rookie in, just to get a feel because you know he's going to be a future state of Origin player. That Joseph Suwali mm. is so, outstanding. so special. Yeah, outstanding. Our Bulldog, on Anzac Day, I saw him belt. Jack Bird nearly broke his arm. He came from his opposite wing and, and really hammered him in a tackle. You saw what he did to Billy Kickow last week. Mm. And then he wiped out um, Will Kennedy last night. Big tackle. But he is as good in the air as any of the great aerial wingers. And I think, Dog, he's 18 years of age. Mm. He won't get picked. I'm not saying he will. But at some stage in this year's series, I'd like to see... Freddie and Brandy, just bloody younger play. Doesn't have to be him, but just get them into the system because you know he's going to be there in future. Is that a stupid idea? No, not at all. I remember a few few years ago, Buzz. They used to actually pick a development player. I think one year it was uh, uh, Bryce Cartwright. Cartwright, Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So it it is sort of what has been mooted before. But gee, he's he's a tough kid. You forget, Mm. as you said, Buzz. He's eighteen. He has no fear. He has no fear. When you see him live. When you see him live and the physique on the guy and his involvement in football and the way he reads defence, he's always in position, uh, which sometimes the TV cameras can't grab, so they don't cover it that wide. Um, Chiss, he's a good player. Mm. 
Hey, Buzz. Any... Go on, sorry. No, I was going to say a double, a double barrel question here for you in regards to Manly, and both stories are in your column today. What's the buzz in the Sunday Telegraph? One is a story about Scott Penn reminding Des of his duties in terms of yeah. referee criticism. And that snowballed into a second story he had about the new Manly CEO. Reveal mm-hmm. who it is, please. Yeah, uh, Tony Mestroff. The uh, former Manly prop. Greyhound, New South Wales is uh, going to be appointed on Monday as their new chief executive. And, Ray, I'm sure you would agree with me. Um, three or four or five years ago, Greyhound Racing across this country was absolutely on the scrap heap after an expose on mm. Four Corners, I think it was. It was yeah. 7.30 report. Mm. And at one stage, the government even looked like shutting the whole industry they down. They did. They did. Yeah. Mm. And then along came Tony Mestroff, and a really savvy, creative businessman who um, had applied for the manly job previously but missed out. And he put on a race this year called the Million Dollar Chase. He's enormous promotion with the 715 coming up at, I think, at the Gardens in Newcastle. And mm-hmm. he has turned that sport on its head. Yep. And I think uh, he'll do a wonderful job. I think he's an inspired choice at Manly. And, um, yeah, great news for the Seagulls. On the other story, um, I guess the Penn family are multi, multi, multi-millionaires because they spend their money very carefully, Bulldog. and bit Scott like you, Penn, Phil. Yeah, yeah, please. Do you want me to go into your property portfolio? No, I don't. It's not the property time or the place. Property portfolio. Oh, you should. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one day off air, bro. Off air, right? I feel. <laughs> yeah. Property but, portfolio. Uh, Love it. Yeah, but, yeah, Scott isn't happy about getting whacked with a $25,000 fine. And look, I think, as I've said in that story this morning, they were whacked 9-2 in the penalties. They didn't get a set restart. And I thought they were done it, to be blatantly honest. But I guess coaches do have a responsibility, particularly when you've been around as long as Des, to bite your tongue a bit. And that Scott Penn doesn't want any more. He's told Des that, that if it happens again, go through the correct channels. You know, it's not an ideal scenario. I love coaches and their passion after games, Ricky and Des in particular. But I guess you look at his rap sheet, Dog, which I ran in the column today. That's the fifth time Des has been fined. But he's a colourful character and you never want to, you know, silence people like him. But I don't think there was a problem with what he said on game night, but he's very, very powerful quotes in your story in the Sunday Telegraph backed up with the front row of Josh Alloway's uh, comments, the media section. I think they were probably poorly advised and led to the big fine. That may have been the fact there was mm. only an interim CEO buzz, you know, perhaps a, not that Gary Woolman is not doing a good job at Manly, but if there'd been a full-time CEO there, it well, why do they, Des why could have been they, talked out of yeah. it, maybe. Why, why do they employ a media manager, won't just name him, Wayne Cousins, if he's not there to advise players on what they should and shouldn't be saying? Not telling them what to say, but tipping to them, like all good PR people do, look, there's an area you can go and there's an area you can't. And I think Manly, and I don't want to give Zorba too big a rap, but in the old days if, when he was running the media there, I, I, I think things were controlled much, much sharper and more professionally. 
than what's happened at Manly this week. I think Des would be hard to tip to in that mood, Buzz, to be fair. Yeah. And I'm not sticking up or, or defending anybody, but after he game, was obviously filthy, and I don't think anyone would have stood in his way. Mm. Hey, Buzz, you wrote another terrific story in your column today about Jared Crokey. You sat down and mm. had a one-on-one interview with him. It was a really, really fascinating read. Yeah, poor old Jared Croker, right? Eh? He had such a tough, tough off-season, the knee injury last year, stem cell surgery. Couldn't make it back into the side because he still had some work to do. Got back, dislocated his shoulder. And the poor bugger, he was at home last week. He elected to have rehab and he was going to play today against Parramatta. But all he did was lift his arm to pick up the remote control and the shoulder popped out. Can you believe it? Mm. That's how it rolls sometimes with his shoulders. Yeah, Yeah, but anyway, he's seeing his surgeon. He's going to have the Tom Turbo... <clears throat> Excuse me, he's going to have the Tom Turbo surgery and mm. he's gone for five weeks. Well, he's got one year to go next year. I'm not, he'll do the rehab. He loves that jersey. He loves that logo, the badge. Mm. He's got Ricky Stewart's passion. He's nearly mad about that, you know, he's just his love for Canberra and he, he's done nothing else in his life to play football for them. And, you mm. know, he, he broke down and cried. He, he said he just broke down and lost it the other day, just even thinking it might be a career ender. Well, there you go, Buzz. That, all... that, that shows what it means to him, doesn't it? Oh, geez, he's a wonderful person, mm. uh, Raymond. Mm, no, wonderful person, never been in trouble, fantastic role model. Mm. You talk about the Meningas, the Clydes, the Stuarts, the Dailies. He's right up there, proudly alongside the mate as a servant to that club. And I, I really, really wish him well and um, hopefully he you know he'll give it away yeah. he, he won't he won't give it away he'll he'll try to come back but he'll make a sensible decision with Ricky and um, Ferner their mm. CEO uh, early next year I presume yeah well we, I think everyone in rugby league will wish Jared Croker the best he is such a popular player speaking of popular players um, Buzz and it's interesting you had this item in your column uh, in Indigenous Round we had Steve Renoff earlier speaking about great Indigenous players, probably the greatest of them all is Arthur Beetson. And there's a, a special tribute potentially to be made to the late, great Arthur Beetson, Buzz. You got it in your column this morning. Oh, this is so special, Ray. You know, they're about to lay the playing surface at the new Sydney football stadium, Elliott Stadium. And we at the Telegraph campaign to get Arthur Beetson acknowledged with a grandstand there, which is now happening and the Minister Stuart Ayres stepped in to ensure that. But the Roosters want to have a time capsule um, put under the playing surface and it'll have a, a handwritten letter from Nick Politis. It will have um, it might have a jersey from one of their most famous players. But I've learnt that the ashes that the great, late great Arthur Beats will be included in that time capsule. Mm. It'll be there forever. It'll it's all about the Roosters' DNA, and Arthur Beetson was so Roosters, even though he came from Queensland, captain to win that premiership in 75, wasn't it, Bulldogs? Yep, 75. 38 nil against the Drags. Very <coughs> yeah, sad. The first, <laughs> the first Indigenous person in any sport to captain Australia, and I think it's a really lovely touch in Indigenous round. Mm. Buzz, you have your finger on the pulse, as always, in terms of origin. Do you... Do you anticipate any surprise selections tonight? Do you have a rough team in your head? Oh, look, I, I do, Bulldog. I've done my homework. I got a text from Bulldog yesterday with homework, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, 
called, very, very demanding. You know, this man. It's called preparation, Phil. Preparation. Yeah, Gene, I do prepare. I taught you how to prepare <laughs> when you were a young rookie journalist in 1989. Yeah, despite that, I'm still around. <laughs> yeah, look, um, as Zorby said, it's going to be the back line. We all, Tedesco, Addo, Carr, Staggs, Crichton, Tothole, Luai and Cleary. There'll be a little bit of argument down the front row, but I think it'll be Junior Paulo and Payne Huff. Damien Cook is hooker. Uh, Cameron Murray, and I, I would go Liam Martin with Cameron Murray in the second row, but I'm told it will be Tarek Sims with Liam Martin on the bench. Uh, Isaiah, yeah, what a play. What a if player. I gave yeah. him a wrap this morning, and mm. my goodness, it was deserved. Mm. Um, Nico Hines or Jack Whiten is 14. I don't know, dog. I was a bit disappointed Nico Hines last night. Yeah, I'm a Jack Whiten fan. Phil have been for many years. Nico Hines' form's been irresistible, but I just like... Jack's a, a, a fierce competitor. He's a big body. He can play multiple yeah. positions. He's been there before. If I'm going into battle against Queensland, personally, I'd have marginally Whiten over Hines. Yeah, the problem there is Hines can play halfback. With he Jack can play multiple positions, yeah, Nico Hines. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Hines can play 5'8", and Hines and fullback. can play fullback. Mm-hmm. So he's probably a fraction more versatile, but as you said, the other bloke is a wonderful athlete, and he stood up in Origin before. So if you've got a coin, flick it. I've got Liam Martin, Frizzell, and um, on the bench as well with Jake Thurber. Did you ask Buzz so, for his Queensland team, Dino? Yeah, I did, actually. Have you got it, Phil? Um, a Queensland team. Well, I've got Ponger at fullback, Cobb, Cobbo and uh, Coates on the wings, Holmes, Gagai, Sanders, Munster and Cherry Evans. That picks itself, doesn't it, that back line? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Dino's laughing. What are you laughing at? I actually didn't ask him. I thought I was going to catch him oh, out there, there but, he's, oh, but he's come good sorry, for Busby. Buzz. He's got it ready. He's a professional. Can I tell you, you've been on there two years, right? <laughs> you should know better than anyone else that we have listeners in north of the border. Very good point, all right? <laughs> I thought I'd forward catch forward you out there. Pack. You want the forward pack? Yes, please. Yes, mate, yeah. Collins and Papalee <laughs> in the front row. Harry Grant Hawker, Kate Ball, Kapusi. Um, in, on the edges and big Tino at lock forward. It's a good side, isn't it, Buzz? It's going to be a terrific series, mm. Bulldog. It yeah. is going to be a terrific series. Can't wait. Hey, Buzz. Are you covering it, Bulldog? Oh. Are you going to Perth? I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. I have to speak to our illustrious rugby league editor, the great Adam Mobbs. You going to go, Buzz? Are you going to go, Buzz? Um, we might get over there like the old days. Mate, I'm going to Melbourne next week for the fight. Right. I've been to Brisbane for Magic Round. I'm not a good tourist these days. So I might leave you to cover Perth Bulldog. Okay. You, Dave Riccio, Brandy Reed. You weren't a good tourist in the old team. days when uh, Hadley snotted you that day either. Shut up, we <laughs> you fool. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Buzz, Buzz, there is two games to complete round 12 in the NRL today. Both intriguing games. A 2 o'clock game is the Bulldogs versus the Dragons. Then a 4.05, this should be a beauty, Raiders versus Eels. How do you see them, Buzz? I think St George will win at Belmore. It'll be a beautiful afternoon out there, won't it? Mm. uh, She said, doggy, can't beat Belmore Sports Ground for atmosphere in the old days. I was there all through the 80s. It was a wonderful day out. And... um, Look, I think Parramatta will beat them. Someone I heard someone on Fox, they've got a really bad record down there. They've won something like four of the last 25 in Canberra, Parramatta. Gee. But look, I, I think they'll be too good today. I really do. Canberra have been great, but 
you know, power going into origin have got to win football games. And I think they'll be too strong, too classy today. Fair enough. And Buzz, just finally, report card on Dino after two years? Report card on Dino after two years. Look, <laughs> can I say he goes all right? Oh, thanks, Phil. A little rap there. You're going to give him a little rap there. It was only little. No, yeah, he goes all right. It's it's resulting in a in a rating spike. The introduction. Yeah, no, of, a rating spike. Absolutely, they say it really spikes around nine forty. When, yeah, when comes Tanya on. comes on. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if it's the back end of Tanya or me coming on actually, but I think I've got a fair idea. Every show, and I've sat next to you doing that show. Needs a great leader, and the way you steer my little mate bulldog around the park is outstanding. Made it some. Seriously, you both do a terrific job, and it's great to be a very small part of it. May we do another few, couple of years together? Absolutely, yep. Buzz. As Dino always says, no I in team, Buzz. So appreciate yeah. your contributions, as always, my friend. And we'll talk next week, Buzz. Good on you, guys. Thanks, Buzz. There's Phil, Buzz Rothfield. Dino, just quickly, any changes to the Bulldogs, Dragons, and Raiders, Eels games? Yeah, not a whole lot of changes today for those games, Ray. I've just jotted those down right here. Josh Adokar is back from illness. Corey Riddell returns from a head knock for the Bulldogs. As for the Dragons, uh, Ravel. Ravalawa, the mm-hmm. winger, will drop out through a hamstring. Uh, and Tato Moga will come in there. That's the 2 o'clock game at Belmore. 4.05 GAO. Raiders, Jared Coke, uh, Croker, we just discussed him. He's out. Sebastian Chris comes in there. No late changes for the Eels. The Micah Sevo comeback put on hold for another week or Fair two. Enough. He's not too far away, which is good news. Your tips these two games? Yeah, I'll go Eels mm-hmm. reluctantly because I think the Raiders Against are the Raiders, yeah. getting back to some really red-hot form. And I'll go the Bulldogs. I think the doggies at Belmore can rise and give it to the Dragons. Terrific, mate. Coming up on Racing HQ with Grant Boyden, Melinda Turner will preview the meeting at Gunnedah and Mick Wallace will look at Wellington, both cup meetings at Gunnedah and Wellington today. The Big Sports Breakfast team is back tomorrow morning at 5.30 with Jared Middleton, Laurie Daly, Michael Clark and Jamie Rogers. If you would like to revisit any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or the podcast icon on iPhone or Android. Dino, thanks so much for the last tease. Let's do 10 more, right? Let's keep going. What do you think? Why not? We're going to do that. I love it. Chase that Origin team? Yeah, Origin's out at 6.30. I'll be all over it, hopefully. You'll put it on social media straight away and be in print tomorrow morning in the Daily Telegraph. Thanks for joining us over the last three hours. Enjoy your Sunday. And enjoy your sport.